Last time any of you uh, went on a new website, do people still do that? Discover new websites. I went on Kbin. I don't know if that is. That's I, the well, Reddit replacement. Oh, Reddit oh right, 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 yeah. right. Yeah, that whole. So funny story. Uh, I can't remember how I found my way onto it, but actually, I think it was when we were looking up guides for Zelda. I found an old HTML 1.0 World Star fan site for Ocarina of Time. And it was like the worst layout ever. Most of the links were broken. It was just all over the place. I'm sure it's happened to all of us where you, when you uh, look up something and then uh, like you'll get the the old game fact of it. And then you have to scroll through like the ASCII art. I actually still prefer old game fact text. I mean, it's better than walkthrough videos where they, that are, yeah. We were setting up for this episode last night, and I had to look up how to turn the voice playback on in, aud- in um, Something, audition. A, a question that can be answered with... Uh, a question that can be answered in it, one it, sentence. Yeah. It's just like, go to... Hold on, let me look. Go to, yeah, <laughs> e- edit preferences sound, and then click Whoa, a box. Slow down. And then it was like, here's a 20-minute video on how to do that. And I'm like... <laughs> No. Yo, this is your boy Audiophile, and I'm here <laughs> how to show you with this simple tutorial. Now, I'm going to restate the problem that you already yeah, know. You just start very skipping blatantly. through yeah, to try to get to the. <laughs> I will yeah. say, though. But first, a word from our sponsor. <laughs> All right. Now, before that, let's get into the history of, a de- of, of this program. Yeah. I will say their, their dubstep intros are a little bit crisper, though. <laughs> yeah. So, to answer your question, That's Randy, yeah. uh, I use DuckDuckGo. So mm. I'm always oh, finding new websites okay. because DuckDuckGo will show you the, the stuff that's on like page seven of Google. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, I have started. Google searches are shit now. I've started yeah. kind of moving over to DuckDuckGo. It's like, it still doesn't get me quite what I want, but yeah. it's better than Google, which just shoves it's, a bunch of sponsored yeah. stuff up at the top. Yeah. I so, use I use it as the uh, the first round, and then if I can't find it, then I'll yeah, see then, So you're yeah. saying that DuckDuckGo is the Aladdin of the internet? Um, explain. Yeah, explain. Can you the world? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. No, I think that's the... I think, I think that's called, like, oh, no, no, no. I, I think that's called the Onion Relay. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I have a genie's yeah. wish that you didn't make that joke. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both. Um, but yeah, Chris, I'm, same thing. It's like I'm starting to slowly, and it's like their algorithm is getting better over time. Google's just filled with trash they want you to buy now. That's yeah. it. They don't I, actually, nothing useful. I love consuming products, though. <laughs> Do you ever consider that? How about services? How do you feel about those? <laughs> Even better. <laughs> uh, what about games? What about when service? they're products that yeah, products that call themselves services so they can keep charging you over and over again? I'm an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Give it I to mean, me. To be honest, I, I have 20 active subscriptions right now. Couldn't tell you what half of them are too. I, I did bring up Adobe earlier. Oh, perfect example. Yes. Wow. Love love paying like six hundred dollars a year to, to put a fucking God. There's so I, many segues. Put I don't know what to on James Bond. For I guess you could consider yourself a dummy. Yeah. Speaking of segue, yeah. speaking of seg, yeah, <laughs> speaking of reference, just off. Wait till you guys hear about <laughs> this. We have finally done it. One hundred 
numbered episodes. And what better way to relish in the strangeness of our beloved creative medium than by recounting my favorite story in gaming, the Gizmondo. An abject failure of proportions so epic, so unbelievable, and so stupid that even the idea of attempting to turn this clusterfuck into a film has been called just too outright preposterous to work without endless accusations of doubt. Um, <laughs> not uh, for us in podcast land, however. This is what we do, and this is what we've trained for. Because, dear listeners, this topic has it all. Fast cars, guns, drugs, sex, booze, violence, celebrities, movies, and of course, video games. <laughs> There's no video games on this podcast. <laughs> so let's buckle up together, bust out the corkboard and red yarn, and try our absolute damnedest to explain the time when a dangerous European mafia was connected to the worst-selling piece-of-shit handheld console to ever see release in direct competition with the likes of Sony and Nintendo. <laughs> the N-Gage? <laughs> oh, that will come up. <laughs> Andrew, you stole my joke. <laughs> <laughs> What's the, the, no, the Tapwave Zodiac. Uh, so th this is Hot Button. I'm your organized crime researcher for the evening, Randall Beatrice, in the room with Austin Blakesley. Hello. Sean Chambers. I'm your sniper. <laughs> Matt Nudaboom. Hello. And Chris Nudaboom. Hello. Good to have you both on the same re recording for a change. Also joining us via Discord, Andrew Banks. Yeah, I wasn't convinced that they were different people until you had them in the same room, really. <laughs> Everyone is here, Smash Brothers style. The whole shebang. Uh, now, who's ready to laugh, be confused, and get angry? Because the drama of this thing hits pretty much immediately. No leads buried. <laughs> Chapter one is a doozy to take in. All right. Yeah. <laughs> My body is ready. Uh, so it's impossible to talk about the Gizmondo without first telling the seedy origins of Mr. Bo Stefan M. Erickson, or as the Swedish police refer to him as Fat Steve. <laughs> <laughs> also, the banker. The banker. I told you the shit writes itself. Dude, this criminal's already got a nickname. He's got two nicknames. Yeah. Also, any relation to the Ericsson line of electron? Wasn't there like Ericsson phones? Yeah. Yeah. Sony, yeah, Sony, Sony Ericsson. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, he was born on December 14th, 1961 in Uppsala, uh, the fourth largest city in the great nation of Sweden, uh, northwest of Stockholm. You've been there, Austin. Um, I have but, not been to Uppsala. I've been to Stockholm. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by Bunch the, of thieves and degenerates anyway. <laughs> mm. uh, yeah, they got like healthcare and yeah. public transportation, walkable cities. Yeah. A <laughs> wretched know. hive of scum and villainy. Yeah. 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 All, the doors, all the doors are automatic. It's, it's a nightmare. <laughs> it's like Star Trek. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. It's like Star Trek with better food. <laughs> By the age of 20, his career as a scumbag had already begun. His day job may have been as a technician at a local auto body shop since the late 70s, but in those off hours, he would steal. Uh, Chief Detective Inspector for the nearby precinct, uh, Shell Soderberg, um, suspected a young Erickson following the reports of missing car parts when noticing the holes drilled through store walls. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, oh, it's his M.O. See these tiny drill holes in the wall? <laughs> uh, an act that re require access to the necessary tools needed for a move like that. Quote, he was more imaginative than other thieves. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't sound that brilliant. It's, no. no. <laughs> you see him growing up in like, kindergarten you got a real imagination for this stealing stuff kid 
<laughs> I, I am waiting for the emotions. yes and on the holes in the wall. Yeah. <laughs> well, but he, he got away with it. I mean, that was until getting caught for the theft of a vehicle, which then landed him a three-month sentence in jail in 1981. Whoa, man. Um, jail sentences are pretty lenient. He stole a car? <laughs> three months? What, what year was that, you said? Uh, 1981. So that's when Grand Theft Auto came out. <laughs> I also think I heard something or read something that actually Swedish prisons aren't that bad. Actually, I think a, a lot of Scandinavian countries don't have the same kind of views of capital punishment that we do. Yeah, so we know. got a vacation, you're saying? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He accidentally left one of his drill bits on site and the police traced it back to him. That's how they caught him. <laughs> yeah, uh, the, the difference is uh, like Scandinavian prisons, like like Finnish and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, like Norway. Um, like they will, you will go there and then uh, they'll send you home for the weekend and they'll drive you wow. home. Well, that's because if you think yeah. about it, they can't leave the prison. There's no, there's no like, uh, I've heard that there's very few protections to keep the prisoners there. They stay there voluntarily oh. because they're built in the middle of nowhere to yeah, the point that where are you, you going to go? go? Yeah. They're like, go ahead, walk, walk home. I dare that's you. That's funny. I know that a lot of them have their max, uh, their maximum sentencing is like, Twenty something years. Yeah, I think I think they just Regardless firmly, of Alhamid, firmly believe the... in reform as yeah, opposed to they're gonna, uh, they're gonna cheap walk... labor and incarceration. <laughs> they're gonna walk home to <laughs> they're, Stockholm. They're doing it yeah. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> also, really, Sweden itself is the prison. You know, it's just they wa- <laughs> they leave and then I would like Sweden I would like seems to correct cool. the record. I've been there. It's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's way better you than this what? country. <laughs> you, you, picked, you picked the wrong country to try yeah, to pick thank you. Yeah. I was about to say, yeah. Sweden's too Everybody nice. is so nice. Don't worry, Sweden. we're going to be world hopping, so in case we want to dogpile well, on some other... Uh, try Djibouti or <laughs> Somalia. I think they Djibouti. might have some Nazis, but I think that's everybody yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No more than mm. Poland. Post his release, he started building his own underground gang. He also kept the quote-unquote fat portion of his alias, despite joining a gym and bulking up. Uh, those around him described his physique as being similar to that of a linebacker. Uh, one of his closer cohorts was a man called the Torpedo, <laughs> real name Johan Nander, a, mus- a muscular mixed martial artist whose role in the crew was to collect uh, protection debts. Uh, another right-hander to him was ex-convict Peter Oof. Um, <laughs> the, the information I could find uh, list him as, quote, the, uh, a shrewd operator with a violent past surrounding financial dealings. Uh, he probably served as their business guy. Well, All right, now, who is the explosives expert? I know, yeah. this is like Ocean's <laughs> <Yeah>. fucking light. <laughs> I already told you I'm the sniper, all right? Yeah. <laughs> Don't leave I'll me out. I'll be a getaway driver. I don't know, man, you're going to have to fight oof for that. <laughs> that guy sounds like he stubs his toe in every room. <laughs> No nah, man, that's that's a gut check, right? You get punched right in the gut. Hold on. Oof, oof wasn't his given name at birth. Yeah. Know? Can you say his first name? A uh, Pete Peter. Okay, I'm gonna edit in the oof Peter. from Roblox. Oh, from the oh. his <laughs> name. His Don't name? get sued by Tommy Tellerico, man. That's my goal. <laughs> his name is Lee Dickoof Peter. Dickoof. Yep. Yeah, you guys literally couldn't buy better marketing. Uh, yeah. I feel bad for making fun of like these guys' names, but they're criminals. Oh, these right? people are shitheads. Yeah, Don't worry. So, about okay. It. I mean, yeah. you still are making fun of the Swedish language. Kind <laughs> no, 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 no. But... I'm making fun of these guys. In <laughs> okay. There okay. were uh, there were a few others that walked in their circle as well. And uh, by the way, this was fairly uncommon in their country. They didn't exactly have much competition in that space, and there wasn't much going on in terms of criminal networks. Um, moving on, the, the history is a little dicey here, but uh, it looks like his second arrest would come just seven years later in '88. The stay was for far longer this time, three and a half years. 
This for possession of 10 small bags of Coke and an unregistered shotgun. Um, <laughs> Sounds like a good time. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Saturday night. Yeah. I've heard one. So wait, wait. How, many, how much prison time? Did you uh, three and a half years. I better not get although, too soon. Although the prison, feeling overly generous, made the decision to give him his freedom early after he had served 24 months. So it was yeah. back to the dirty work yet again. They felt bad and they gave him back his shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> they kept the coke. They kept, they kept the coke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Soon he returned to the streets to do what he knew how to do. Uh, Reign supreme as the head of a group. Uh, Uppsala Mafian. Uh, translation is the Uppsala mob. Um, a very original, Stefan. Mm-hmm. Um, with their new branding also came the escalation of their crimes and therefore their dangerous reputation. Police linked the Erickson family to the high-profile trafficking of narcotics, armed robberies, extortion, counterfeiting, bank fraud, and the distribution of illegal weapons to syndicates in both Eastern and Western Europe. He really kicked it into gear. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I'm sure you're getting to it, but this sounds like, you know, you said that they couldn't even make a movie out of it. It sounded like Scorsese wrote this. I did. <laughs> Everything I, like, I read regarding their aesthetic oozed of a, a, a Scorsese cinema, yeah. Uh, by 1990, their presence was felt and his face notorious. He was and like, he was proud to be seen as a wealthy playboy type uh, to the bar and cafe frequenting citizens of Sweden. He lavished in being viewed as scary. It equaled respect to him. Um, him and his cronies would wear Brook Brothers suits with pistols concealed in their black leather coats. He had connections to foreign financiers and the fucking Hells Angels. <laughs> <laughs> Attending with them uh, the wedding of Sir Milan Sivo, a leading figure in the Mafia game. Uh, oh, I wonder what that what was like. Magical night, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> a Mafia two, wedding? Two, lots, two, lots of coke and shotguns. <laughs> two, two heavyset dudes with like huge like gray beard, gray in their beards. Yeah. They're with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Hells Angels are there. It's, it's Listen, of all the mob fiction I've consumed, I know that uh, everything always goes well at weddings. Uh, so. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Come to me. <laughs> the d- Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I thought about making that joke. <laughs> but uh, anyways, as I hinted at the intro, he loved performance supercars, often cruising around in his Mercedes SL with the custom license plate uh, Geo, uh, with G-E-O, which for clarification apparently is pronounced Yeo in Swedish. Uh, and it is taken from the Cuban slang word for cocaine. Oh, you're telling me it wasn't wow. big? <laughs> oh, y- yayo? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like That's, Tony? All right. Like, yeah. <laughs> Tony Yayo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, Randy, stop talking about these criminals. Tell us about the people who actually started this company. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. And before you, you go thinking that that was like clever, cool, he fucking, he got it from Scarface. That's where the, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I yeah, feel yeah. like, okay. Of course. Just Tony mafia and criminals in real life. It's they life just, imitates art or art I, imitates life. Imitates. I feel like so many of them just mimic mafia movies yeah. because they just think that's cool. And then it it's, I don't know. It's so goofy. Yeah. Idol, it's a idolization vibe. too. What's up? The, yeah. The, that's the idolization. Yes. The, the, good, yeah, the yeah. good mobsters yeah. get studied and turned into movies and then the bad mobsters steal from yeah. those movies. Yeah. No, <laughs> and then, exactly. and then you're a, a, a recording artist and you name yourself Machine Gun Kelly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> 
Austin, I'll raise you that uh, there are even better mobsters above the good mobsters that get the movies made of them because the ones who get the movies made of them talk to the cops eventually or somebody. Yeah. Oh, that's to them. a good yeah. point. <laughs> you know, yeah. so the ones that got away with it and uh, nobody knows what they did. Those yeah. ones were the better mobsters. I was going to say the best mobster nobody knows about because he doesn't <laughs> get caught. It's like being then an IT the, person. Yeah, then what's the point? What's up? It's like being an IT person. If you're really good at your job, nobody you, knows if about it. If you do it. things right, yeah, people yeah. won't think you've done anything at yeah, all. Yeah. There you go. Um, but that, yeah. <laughs> but that yeah. wasn't the only form of transportation he enjoyed showing off. Investigators were shocked when in 1993, a, quote, tanned and confident Erickson was spotted motoring down the uh, the Frierson uh, River on his private yacht, a big-ass Model C ray that he named Snow White, which I... Uh, uh, possibly another crack metaphor? Uh, absolutely a cocaine. Yeah, yeah dude, no, come he's on. He's just a huge Disney fan, dude. <laughs> I thought you were going to say he was driving his plane down the highway. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. Waving out the side. Yeah, he, called, he called all his right-hand men sev- the seven dwarves. Yeah, dopey and mopey and the torpedo. grumpy and sleepy. <laughs> And don't worry, we'll, we'll get to the video game soon enough. But uh, Soderbergh instantly recognized this deliberate call for attention. He was mocking them, basically. Um, uh, this is like the investigator. But uh, this, of course, just raised the question even more of where this money was coming from. And thus, like, prioritizing the investigation into himself like an idiot. Like, mm-hmm. he just shined the spotlight on it. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to lay low for a reason when committing felonies. <laughs> this is Miami Vice. Um, his expensive lifestyle continued, however, with the majority of funds being rank, uh, raked in uh, from his heavy legal front. I'm doing air quotes. A loan office <laughs> under the brand, oh, God, Christ, uh, Canonicasso, or in English, Canon Debt Collectors. Okay. They sure are hiding it. So they're, and I, um, I apologize for these, these <laughs> the Swedish. Uh, um, my pronunciation here, but uh, so their reps would hold meetings. Reps uh-huh, quotes again. That's that's crazy. With that, investors out in fancy Stockholm hotels. It is <laughs> like, crazy that uh, the mafia would get involved in debt collecting. It's such an honorable business. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I thought the him filling that entire firm with Orbeez is what gave him away. <laughs> <laughs> So they, you know, they're 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 riding high. Uh, the, the the problem was when one of these proposed partnerships went horribly wrong for our villain protagonist. That's when, like, you know, shit would hit the fan. Uh, it appears he was a uh, he attempted to defraud the Jero Central National Bank of twenty two million kroner and got got. Um, factoring in the exchange rate, I believe it's about two point six million USD. I was yeah. gonna say crunch, not that much. Uh, jail sentence, uh, two weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> slap on the wrist. Out man. on good behavior. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> don't do it again. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> he gave it all back. You know, it's okay. I'm gonna wag my finger six times. He, um, he walked in. Everybody <laughs> at the jail was like, third time. <laughs> Patrick. <laughs> Yeah, they, it's they, like cheers. Everyone knows his name. The judge yeah, just goes, fool me once, shame on you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fool me just, twice, shame just, on me. <laughs> they just punch his frequent customer yeah. card. <laughs> you get a free sandwich. No, it's yeah, get out of jail free punch, co- you get a get out of jail, jail free card. <laughs> <laughs> but him and his buddy Peter were each found guilty of that fraud and counterfeiting. Not that trying to inject those fake bills with Stefan's single charge. Check out this rap sheet. You had several allegations of physical assault. One instance uh, was during a home invasion in which he broke into a person's house, destroyed their property, and punched him in the head and face repeatedly. 
Uh, he also held a knife to a man's throat, threatened to remove his fingers, and shoved a loaded gun into his mouth to intimidate into collecting, I you know, presume. Mm. Um, he just entered the wrong house. He thought they were <laughs> the home invader. <laughs> he, he wanted him to taste his new flavored bullets. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, more victims would have likely brought further evidence forward, uh, like, or it would have testified against him, but many remain silent out of fear for their safety. I also think if they were probably dealing with him, they were probably doing something illegal as well. Yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have no doubt. At the very uh, least, willful blindness. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was uh, uh, an unnamed eyewitness who later survived two bomb attacks uh, for their position on the case. Uh, is that the... Whoever they were, your Is, is that the method in Sweden? So, like... In America, you just walk down the street, get shot. In London, you walk down the street, get, get stabbed. Get Give me stabbed, the money, yeah. bro. Yeah. In Sweden, it's you open up the mailbox, <laughs> it's a pipe bomb. Like, no, I, I like to yeah. imagine they drop it from above with like a drone. I know this is the 80s and there's no drones. <laughs> yeah. So there's just like a really tall tree some guy's waiting in. Yeah. <laughs> and he's no, got to like, time it. It's like the egg drop. They get one of those little parachutes. Yeah. There you go. Put toothpicks around it so it doesn't go off until... I don't even think this is the last time explosives are going to come up in this. But uh, so, so he was sentenced to 10 years. Uh, well earned. And uh, while being behind bars on those counts, he was in, uh, indicted uh, in a separate case for enlisting at least one uh, bank employee to falsify slips so that cash would be diverted over to his contacts as well as his secret personal account in Spain. Oh. Those were estimated at $7 million in additional. The, the old check so, fraud. Yeah. Thank God most people don't know what checks are anymore. <laughs> well, when was the last time you cut a check, you know? like uh, Actually, a few months ago. Mm. Uh, to pay mm. my taxes, the Treasury only accepts checks. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, when yeah. I was paying my health insurance, they didn't have an online portal. I had to mail them a check Our fucking month. water company finally yeah. just, oh, like, so switched off of, like... I, I, I paid think township. a security deposit was probably the last time for me. Mm. I, that I, makes sense. I have to pay township water and sewage. You drop it off, and it's a check. Yep. It's I, a only, check. I only use checks to defraud people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't need smart you don't need to defraud with checks way. anymore. You just... To work with a bank. Didn't HSBC get fined billions of dollars for laundering money for the Mexican cartel? They most certainly yes, did. Several yeah. times, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Washed it, it real turns, clean. Turns out that fine they got the first time didn't really affect them. Yeah. <laughs> turns out they had enough money from the cartels to pay it off. Yeah. <laughs> they should have committed one, the one crime. Time, oh, I was going to say, one time I had a paycheck go missing, and it uh, ended Oops. up in an HSBC bank. Just you know, strangely, nobody ever found the cause. Nobody looked into it. I thought it was pretty weird, uh, but I had to like hunt it down at an HSBC branch. And they were like, oh yeah, the account that this ended up in, this guy just has so much money. He was unlikely to notice your check. I was like, well, great. How did it get there? I don't want this to happen again. And he had no answers. That was the end of it. Of course you didn't. You got to get TD Bank, man. They just get hacked every week. They got hacked yesterday. I know. I I said every week. Yo, they, HSBC, they should have committed this crime in Sweden. They would have gotten like, I don't know, $30 fine. <laughs> yeah. Guys, I don't have business with HSBC. It just ended up in an HSBC account. <laughs> yeah. They don't, they just take away the lingonberry jam at dinner. That's the punishment. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Jumping, jumping ahead to his eventual release in 2000, Homeboy needed to get back on that horse with a new con. Uh, this through a teaming up with old friend Carl Freer. Who was Carl Freer? Another career criminal. Duh. <laughs> uh, except uh, he hadn't been caught yet. Uh, even when law enforcement Spice suspected free. his er. 
questionable practices for over a decade. A good joke. Uh, the <laughs> the first occasion being at uh, age of eighteen when he forged his parents' signature on a loan, something he remains adamant about not doing. Um, labeled as having great talent as a salesman and recognizing Erickson's knack for the same, he hired the crook to come work for him in Stockholm for a private venture called Ready Eagle Eye Scandinavian Ltd. Great salesman just sounds like great bullshit. <laughs> Who uh, specialized in telecommunications and global positioning systems. What year? Yeah. Uh, sorry. Oh, 2000. Oh, 2000. Wow. Mm-hmm. Really sped up. Really? Yeah. Well, he was in jail for 10 years. So oh, okay. that was 1990 to 2000. <laughs> uh, they didn't let him out? No, not after this time. Like three months. Yeah. <laughs> you, been, you haven't said a swear word. <laughs> In a while, so we're just going to let you go home. <laughs> On the side, he also managed a media firm and production studio run out of Spain and a luxury automotive dealership in Cannes, France. Um, a true high-rolling entrepreneur. Wait, Con? Mm-hmm. Is it Cannes? Cannes. C-A-N-N-E-S? Yeah, yeah. Con. That's how it's pronounced? Mm-hmm. Con? That's where the film festival so, wait, is. Wait. Oh, yeah. I always called it Cannes Film Festival. <laughs> no, I always called it Cannes. I called it Cannes. So, yeah. Wait, well, uh, just French, to reiterate. French? French lesson for everybody in the room and listening and Andrew on Discord. I don't want to. If you're saying a French word, just leave the last syllable out. Actually, actually, yeah. we just got me and Andrew discussed this. How to pronounce French. Okay, you've got nine letters, pronounce four of them. Yeah, That's and then it. and then yeah. gag on the and last then gag, yeah. Yeah. Or I've been told try to try yeah. to pronounce <laughs> Latin but never close your mouth. That's yeah, how yeah. that's how it's done. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, so wait, he, he got a that, job France. at a, at a telecommunication really... company in 2000. Yeah. When did the, the, when did the telecom crash happen? Uh, right oh. before that. No, dot com was, was 2000. The dot com crash. But I thought the telecom, when was, when was, uh, Enron? 2001? Oh, 2003 or four? I know, I did 2002. Okay, I'm, I'm very familiar with the Enron documentary. Uh, yeah, same. Uh, en- it's been a while since I've seen it, but. Yeah, Enron's fraud, uh, survived the beginning of the dot-com burst, uh, but it, uh, it, it probably was dead by, like, 0203. So this guy got a, a, a job at a telecommunications company that's clearly a front at the yeah. end of a bubble. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'll tell you, <laughs> I'll tell you one business that won't, you know, bubble up like that. The dot com business. That's true. <laughs> Crypto. Yeah. NFTs. <laughs> uh, so Carl Freer, uh, he was verbose, determined, and above all else. Swedish. Oh, can't see. <laughs> no, he was careful, unlike Ericsson. Okay. Um, in 2001 or 2002, depending on the source, Freer relocated to London to oversee a merger between Eagle Eye and a former flooring renovation contractor with offices in Jacksonville, Florida, named Floor Decor. I like that. Uh, That's my favorite genre of music. (laughs) (laughs) It's just remixes of Florida Georgia Line. It's just Yacht Rock. Remixes of Yacht Yacht Rock. Rock. Upon joining, the company uh, re-emerged as Tiger Telematics and bizarrely pivoted into manufacturing electronic child tracking devices and other wireless technology that uh, could find people, quote, down to the street level in countries throughout the world. So th- this place, by the way, th- they were publicly traded. Uh, this under the ticker symbol Tiger, well, well T-I-G-R. Um, and they uh, they then onboarded not only Ericsson, but also Johan the Torpedo and Nander. And you guessed it, Peter Oof. <laughs> Gang's all here. <laughs> um, uh, and the, uh, the trio soon raised 160 million pounds and reached a market cap of 1 billion. Listen, being publicly traded is not a big deal. FaZe Clan. 
is publicly <laughs> traded. Are they really? Yeah, not for yeah. much longer. But. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's. You there's, just have to file the paperwork. No, <laughs> there's easier ways. Most of the time, they will buy out a company that already has a uh, that already has a stock ticker. Uh, yeah. Oh, and they just reuse it. Yeah, it's, it's a form of merger. Yeah, that, a, re- uh, a reverse merger. This is what okay, it's called. There you sense. go. <laughs> so you, like buy, you buy a company that's going under <laughs> so that you can get a place on the stock market without having to do an do initial public offering. Yeah, it's, and, it's easier to merge a, a failing company and your company than it is to get to make on a, get a new mm-hmm. stock file. Yeah. Sounds like <laughs> cutting in line. <laughs> so this, this fellow was determined, and uh, with the rise of digital handhelds, your cell phones, music players, Game Boys... Freer's passion shifted to, quote, video ga- video toys. Sorry, I'm <laughs> aimed at a mass audience. Uh, many people close to the man described him as a technological visionary with extraordinary business skills whose father was a nuclear engineer and IBM programmer. What are um, we talking about? Those little joysticks that have, like, 40 Pac-Man games on it? That <laughs> yeah, you plug yeah the plug and play in the TV. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, uh, those are, that's called At Games. The company. But, uh, yeah, it's who the owns Miss Pac-Man? Yep. Is are you were you about to tell me that there is a separate electronics company called Tiger? That is, yeah, I yes. was just about to say this is not this is ti- not Tiger Electronics. Tiger Electronics. This is Tiger Telematics. Tiger Electronics made those shitty little just uh, clarifying so toys. it doesn't get confusing yeah. for me no, and everybody else. No, good call. <laughs> I should have done that. Uh, where sorry. you said Tiger Telematics and I did a double take. I was like, <laughs> that's not the Tiger that made like the football handheld, right? Uh, Carl, Carl Freer. Um, so, uh, his chubby appearance and boyish face, ga- uh, <laughs> supposedly gave him an infectious charm that often impressed financial backers of his projects. I will say. A kind of cult of personality type. The chubby appearance and a boyish face does not equal charm. Yeah. <laughs> Where think, the hell's all of my missing I, I charm, speak, man? I speak from life this experience. Was, this yeah. is from, like, the Chronicle, I think. Like, it's a- <laughs> I feel like, I feel like whenever you hear about, like basically business disasters where it's like no one knew he was lying the entire time it always starts like this it's like well he was very charming people wanted to you know wanted to work for him they believed in his vision and it's like hasn't anybody learned yet yeah (laughs) res goes a long way man yeah Yeah. Uh, this is the entire archetype of a confidence man right yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, absolutely like Look, I only know a little bit about the rest of this story, but I'm pretty sure that archetype's going to hold up. So, (laughs) (laughs) But uh, him and Steve Carroll, uh, his head hardware tech, were elated to shake up the industry with a hot new mobile gaming console that could also play music and movies, be able to take pictures with a built-in camera, send and receive email, and sport a functioning GPS using their previous developments in that field. And with that... The Gizmondo idea was born. Not the Xbox One? <laughs> Great fucking name, by the way. Uh, although initially it was revealed as a game track with a Q. So good on him for dropping that later, too. Could you uh, imagine if that... That's so mid-2000s. If, it is. Yeah, it is. yeah, like, imagine if that word became, like, you know, a household name, right? Like, the Gizmondo. It's like... Yeah, you yeah. Ca- you kind of see how they arrive there. Although the like, Gizmodo website, the tech website, that would get confusing. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. And it's like... But it's like... It, GameSpot, it's GameStop. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I immediately <laughs> went there, too. Um, but, yeah, it, it's like... It's a, a very, like, inoffensive name to arrive at. Yeah. Um, and no, it's very... It's super innocuous sounding. It definitely it, takes yeah, me, behind it. It takes me to that era. I'm inline rollerblading, eating Dunkaroos, <laughs> and chugging Sunny D while I get <laughs> beat up great. in the third grade. <laughs> no, man, give me my Gizmondo back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, dude, if you replace Ecto Cooler with Sunny D with Ecto Cooler, that's me. <laughs> 
And uh, so from day one, the intention was indeed to rival Nintendo and Sony for that portion of the market. Perhaps from noticing the colossal success of the freshly released Game Boy Advance and hearing early talks of the PlayStation Portable. You know, um, when I saw the Game Boy Advance, I thought, this thing's not that great. It'll be easy to take this down. <laughs> I also thought that. You know, I said the I same thing when I saw the 360. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't think this is one of the best handhelds ever made. Yeah, everyone else is doing it. Right? Yeah. Um, what is it? Uh, so uh, their building in London then moved to the center of the city on the stylish uh, Regent Street. Uh, the staff grew in size with Mike uh, Carriander appoint, uh, appointed a CEO. Uh, this while Ericsson was handed the role of director with an annual salary of 1.1 million pounds, along with a $145,000 bonus and an additional car allowance of 5Gs per month. Uh, hell, even the secretary, girlfriend of Carol, was making 700K. Um, we're in London? <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a, the, like dead center. Okay. Yeah. You're jumping around the world a lot. Yeah. It's hard to keep up. He first got paid in euros, then dollars. Yeah, we're talking, it pound we're talking sterling? about Sweden. They still, then, they still have the office in Florida. And then we're going to Florida, yeah. and now we're the three worst places on the planet. <laughs> you know, get, no, Sweden's fine. London, London and Florida, seems, London seems cool. Why don't, while, we're gray, making, like, while we're making a stop here in London, can we like insult the British just to even it out yeah, right the, now? I, I'm a big yeah. fan of colonialism, so you guys take this one. <laughs> uh, Lizzie, <laughs> Lizzie's in a box. <laughs> Dude, this is the nation... Yeah, suck it, Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> this is the nation that has the, the two pieces of toast with a bread in the middle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, a to- what? A toasties? Yeah. Yeah. Or what's it called? Oh, God. Am it's I- like a no. toast sandwich. Yeah. It's a toast sandwich. Yeah. 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 Oh, That's ridiculous. Toasties. It is. It's deranged. I've yeah. never British heard of cuisine that is, I admire it. <laughs> <laughs> the audacity. They yeah. try things that everyone else thinks that's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> and then they fall in love with it. I learned about a thing, tangent. I learned about a thing recently. There's a, there's a smaller village in the UK and they're like dish. They're like, town dish yeah. is a meat pie on a burger bun okay okay so it's like a little it's that. like a little beef pot pie <laughs> but yeah. then they put it on a burger bun that's just like their thing yeah <laughs> i mean and it's not like they make the beef pot pie they just get microwavable beef pot pies and then put them on a burger bun <laughs> yeah wait this country rules so the, yeah, the line of thinking of i'm like sorry a, a palette of a this is giving me flashbacks to midsummer so <laughs> let's just move past because right. you said tiny village yeah <laughs> really weird people so the uh, that was sweden no right <laughs> yeah i know it's all connected yeah. the gizmondo um Product, so uh, the uh, the product itself um, officially came to light in October of 2003 on their company website. Uh, this in response to their biggest competitor at the time in terms of its proposed feature set, prior topic, the Nokia N-Gage, as Andrew yeah, brought up earlier, which launched within weeks of this announcement. Uh, I'm sure they weren't aware that that would bomb too, <laughs> um, but the uh, the pitch here listed it as a quote, Lifestyle product for children between the ages of 7 to 15. Oh, sorry. It's called a Wigan Slappy. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one. What'd you call me? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, we got lifestyle project product for children between the ages of 7 to 15. Preteens love GPS and email, dude. They're like, they're all about it. When I was 13? Yeah. Pretty impressive stuff. That yeah, yeah. 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 All right. Let me ask you guys this. Did you guys have any fans in your school? Like, you know, all right. They're Nintendo fanboys. Sure. We, we all know those. Yeah. Did you mm-hmm. have any like diehard 
uh, even PSP fans in your school. And yeah, you're then talking I, to one. Well, hold on. And then I'm <laughs> going Nintendo to ask. Can suck my nuts. And, and then I'm going to ask that question again before the end gauge. And if you ever ran into anybody who even yeah, don't look at what are you yeah, looking at me yeah, for? Yeah. <laughs> There's an end gauge fanboy hosting this podcast. I was not. A f- I owned an end gauge. I was that did not that does not make me a fan of it. Makes I mean, you more of a fan than most people. Yeah, yeah, I guess I, that's true. Yeah. I, I bought it secondhand. I definitely that, knew one. Okay. It had one red faction on yeah, it. I was going to say, Tony anything Hawk. that yeah. has Tony Hawk and red yeah. faction, you're a fanboy. That's absolutely true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can play Tony Hawk on a Game Boy Advance. Uh, hmm? So there was a... Uh, Can't play red uh, faction on it. Yeah, uh, that's true. But uh, there, there was... I know one person from my school who was like an N-Gage fanboy. Uh, He's in prison now. <laughs> he, he could be. He, he, he uh, became a millionaire. Honestly, like... His, you know, the type of person he was, he could be. Um, mm. Who knows? That's uh, how you know when someone's a delinquent. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's like, I, I think, the, you know, the GBA was like, what? Like, maybe like the fifth most successful video game platform of all time? Let me look yeah. it up. It's up there, yeah. You'd be hard-pressed yeah. to find a Gizmondo fan, if that's what you're thinking. Y- I almost yeah. bought one. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that, that's what I mean, though, is like, that's how that's how dominated that market was by the GBA at the time. Oh, right? yeah, like, no, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, and, and D, uh, like so that the at least in the United States, the uh, the PSP came out in 05 and then I think the DS was 2004. Yeah, 2004 yeah. DS 05 was PSP. Yeah, though, well, I think uh, the, the PSP tenth, was in tenth de- most successful in development uh, game platform of all time. Was that the really? That's actually the low. DS yeah. was higher. It was. I know that. But I know the, the PSP was. Uh, Took longer because the DS is one of the most successful of all yeah. time. Mm-hmm. That's very true. Um, yeah, DS I, I, is second. I think the yeah. the probably the GPS thing like that was that was more for the parents because that was their whole no. initial pitch in this. No, there was. A, oh well, we'll get to yeah. I yeah. thought you were going to get to Don't that. Don't worry. But there, there was a whole online service that had to do with the GPS. That's yes. why I almost yeah. bought one. They promoted. Yeah, it was a neat idea that yeah. did not work. But uh, and and by the way, that tech it was it was offered by uh Q. Q Quinitech? Quinitech? Q-I-N-E-T-I-Q. Quinitech. Quinitech? That's Quinitech, yeah. Stupid fucking name. That's too many they, but they were, They're a provider of equipment for the <laughs> UK... Is too many clues. Wait a minute. It is. They're a provider of equipment for the UK Ministry of Defense. Cool. Uh, <laughs> That's some James Bond shit right there. <laughs> yeah. Flashback to the last episode. But uh, anyway, you could you could fit it in your oh, pocket. Oh, like Q. Yeah, exactly. I get it. Oh. <laughs> I get it. You could fit this in your pocket. You could listen to MP3s and view MPEG-4s, SMS texting support. It had a, a Bluetooth-enabled multiplayer. They were going to sell accessories with it, like flashcards and stereo headphones. A printer. A <laughs> printer. A noodly light. A rumble pack. <laughs> uh, yeah, a worm light. Yeah. Um, the big, uh, what was this? The, the, the magnifying Yeah, the thing. magnifying yeah. screen. Uh, the construction of the device was under Plextech. Uh, who took an equity stake in Tiger through a contract that granted a percentage in sales Other revenue tiger. in return. Yeah, different Tiger. Yes. Yeah, I don't think he's going to reference Tiger Electronics. It's no. Tiger Telematics. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think Tony the Tiger's touching this one. <laughs> <laughs> Company president Ian Murphy expressed his excitement of the collaboration per press release. So they, uh, they were formed in 1989 with uh, experience in radio, DSP, hardware, software, data storage, wireless networks, etc., uh, by 2003, they employed over 100 core members. Their group also had a background in vocal recognition with systems that operated on GSM tracking and commercial vehicles. Um, the rest of the page on the, the you know that was on their site is mostly um, it was on their site. Obviously, it was long gone. Uh, it was 
normal bullshit, your typical gloating and false promises. Uh, to summarize, it was to target the hip teenage demo and give adults, quote, peace of mind for the kids. What year is this? Mm. 2003. I'm hip teenage demo at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they we, wanted, all, we all were. Yeah. My parents mm-hmm. wanted a peace of mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they Tell me more. They wanted to slide yeah. right in between the Nintendo fans and the Sega fans. <laughs> they just wanted to cut out the middle <laughs> and pull it aside to them. Yeah, like in between the... The losers and the crazies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they got the a Venn diagram. They got a little bit of both. <laughs> so uh, early reportings on this reveal were relatively quiet. Uh, there were a few gaming and tech outlets uh, either issuing a um, a small write up on the news or just omitting the the, the cover story altogether. Well, most of them probably didn't even catch it. I mean, I didn't. I think like, and I was I was reading. Gaming magazines. The and stuff. Yeah, like the, no the the very very first announcement like, was in. EGM, yeah. At one point, that's when I heard about Wait, it. Was so we're still in 03, but by December, uh, a proof of concept was then presented at the, uh, or no, sorry, this is um, uh, 2004 CS in Las Vegas. That so January. Ju- that, that January. This is yeah. January of 04. Now. I was going to say, did a guy come out on stage, rip his shirt off, and then just have Gizmondo <laughs> idea? No, you're, think- you're thinking of the end gauge reveal. Oh, yeah, that's okay. actually a lot of re- reveals, the... But uh, except the engage reveal was when they were like it was like a girl came out and it said like two ninety nine on her boobs and they <laughs> and then she, what a what a time. <laughs> so we're at the Consumer Electronics Expo. Um, except again, it failed to earn its rounds in the in the cycle of coverage during the event, which is why they needed to hit harder at the German CBIT Expo uh, that upcoming March. Uh, a hurdle that it didn't entirely clear. Um, one month later in April, however, was when both the uh, handheld and the company were renamed Gizmondo, uh, updating its trademarks. I remember before that it was Game Tech. Game Track. Game Track. Game Track, yeah, yeah. that's right. Uh, that summer, they would make their first foray into E3 territory with a tiny booth and a behind-closed-doors test of their prototype to select industry folk who, to somewhat positive results, not the worst start, really. What's um, E3? Yeah. This is E three of O four. Yeah, what is it? No, He's I said I said what's E three. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you could join me, right? In, the if, rest in peace. If you could join me in our phone booth right over here, uh, we'd okay. love to show yep. you what we're cooking up. Yeah, do you want to? Um, okay. Do you want to be activated? Hold on, sorry. Just to clear, <laughs> it's every extended extra is what E three stands for. It's a game. I thought it was electronics entertainment. No, every extended extra is a game, and then they called it E three. And then they made a sequel called Every Extended Extra Extreme, which was called E4. I vaguely remember this. Mm-hmm. And it's no jarring. <laughs> You're making all this up. I'm t- Google it. Uh, it this I sounds will. vaguely familiar. <laughs> so as the year went on, deals for its catalog of future games would be signed, dev kits were sent, and the juicy deets on its full spec shown. Y'all want to hear what we've got? Yeah. Yes. Hit us. Okay. So the display was a 2.8 inch square uh, TFT screen Whoa. with a resolution of 320 by 240p. Wow. <laughs> pretty that's standard. That's like pretty yeah. standard that's like for the era. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's way higher than the Engage. I'll admit. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah you tell the, tr- you tell the truth. Every extent yeah. was yep. the original. Made <laughs> by Q Entertainment. Yep. Coincidence? <laughs> Q Entertainment, the people that made. Isn't that the people that became Enhance? Is it? The people, the yeah, Luminous that's, people. Yeah, and Res and Tetris I think they were. I think they were called Q Entertainment when they made Luminous. And All right, the pop same quiz. You should know this. Oh, shit. Pop quiz, do you guys know what the resolution is of the GBA? Uh, it's, well, a two, 
320 by no two something by one something am i right am i close uh, two, 240 by 160 yeah ah, okay. I was, yeah this is higher than that the, yeah. the way god intended and yeah, yeah like yeah. three 340 by oh, sorry 320 by 240 that is uh what the yeah. ps1 and n64 would output if memory serves yes okay. that is correct yeah. yep yeah then, then then they're they're doing all right um, its CPU was a Samsung ARM9 processor running at uh, 400 millihertz, while the GPU is an NVIDIA GeForce 3D f- uh, 4500. Whoa! Yeah. Sorry, GeForce. sorry, millihertz? Millihertz. Yeah. Really? Mega, oh. megahertz. 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 No, there we go. <laughs> sorry. Okay. Wrong, wrong, I'm an idiot. wrong direction. <laughs> megahertz. Uh, and I'm not sure how com- uh, comparable that is to a DS. Um, probably uh, yeah, we're, much we're, shittier. We're gonna be I know it ain't I no mean, PSP though. Yeah, I mean, yeah we're, they could we're just probably gonna lie. be in different different yeah. processor uh, Wait, architectures, which could make it hold very on. hard. No, the PSP was ARM. It says it says a million polygons per second. Wait, so how many megahertz? Whatever that means. Uh, four four hundred. The human eye can't uh, even see that many polygons. That's the CPU <laughs> or the GPU. That's the uh, CPU. Uh, it is higher. Then the DS? PSP. PSP was what? 333 megahertz. Oh, got it. Then they're full of shit. It was a MIPS this, process. This, this thing was not more powerful than well, I mean, the, CPU. GPU. No, but, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep in mind, like, up. different generations of, of CPU, especially around this era, and I, I can't say which one is which between the PSP and, and you know, any, any of these other handhelds, but um, uh, they, they would have different amounts of uh, instructions per cycle. Um, so that was the big thing, right? Like, Intel uh, Pentium processors would have, like, for instruction i'm just gonna make up some numbers but uh, this is what i remember from god 20 years ago now but it's like right. if you have like <laughs> like let's say you have like a, a pentium processor that's like 3.5 gigahertz or something like that and you'd be like well that's super fast but then the amd processor is like two gigahertz but it, it's way faster and it's because it's doing more instructions per cycle um, okay for, so, for me maybe it was more of the me, me, me. <laughs> <laughs> so for, me, me, for, me, me. for every hertz you for, yeah for every cycle you are doing more right so you, know, you sound like an that. engage fan <laughs> i can't trust anything you say dude yo man i'm over here side talking all right <laughs> yeah side talking um the psp however did have a 480 by 272 screen yeah oh, take that blistering wow, yeah. 480p uh, also this thing we got no not 480p <laughs> no 480p, 480 yeah. is got, the smaller number. <laughs> we got 1.2 megabytes of RAM, uh, 16-bit DDR, and uh, 64 uh, Wait. Me- megabyte ROM. Uh, 1.2 megabytes of RAM? Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's way lower than the <laughs> there you go. PSP. There is an internal speaker, Bluetooth, as I've already stated, uh, GSM tri-band for the mobile stuff, an earphone jack, SD card reader, uh, a mini USB for computer connectivity and charging, removable SIM and battery, multimedia playback on those MPEG-4s, MP3s, as well as a wave and MIDI files, a JPEG camera, GPS, SMS, and MMS support, yep, um, GPRS for internet and radio, a, a WAP 2.0 web browser, and last but not least, a polyphonic ringtone. Hey guys, this is getting a little or polyphonic ringtone and a flight mode. This yeah. is getting a little out of the scope of reality. You think if we could just swap out Bluetooth with an actual blue painted tooth <laughs> duct tape to the thing, <laughs> we got to start cutting some things off. Mm-hmm. That is that, yeah. was, that was some uh, alphabet soup of uh, <laughs> yeah. of acronyms, huh? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Did it, yes. Did, did it have I LA? I don't speak dork. I don't speak. Wait, wait, dork. damn it! Did it have LAN <laughs> capabilities? What about WAN? Well, this all right. This you'll know. Can I connect to WPS? Everything is running on Windows CE. Oh. 
Yikes. <laughs> Collector's edition. Not uh, even Vista. I understood a bunch of that. Yeah. He said WAP. It all yeah. adds up to Party a real B-Man POS. Song. I didn't yeah. know what I was reading. Um, <laughs> Thank you for and listening also, to my joke. <laughs> uh, as for the actual construction of it, uh, did somebody want to do a quick Google? I, I want to include a picture for our listeners, but I also want you all to have a, I got it. Like a visual guide. If... if, if Unless, uh, like, like I, what I don't it, know what it, what it looks, looks like. Yeah, just yeah. just look up the Gizmondo image. I want everybody to. Oh yeah, I, I, I just you've ho- seen it before. I just yeah. hovered okay. over the buy it now button for four hundred dollars. <laughs> Andrew, I've seen you. You also know, like, I I have like, seen it, but to be honest, I need to have a side by side with the Zodiac so I know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So did to, to describe it to uh, wait, Chris, you actually found one for sale. Uh, four hundred and fifteen dollars and fifty five. I think it's sets for parts. With, isn't it? No, okay. thirty eight dollars in shipping coming from London. Uh, Ooh, new battery, base. memory card, and SIM plus all games. So sold by a guy uh, named Oof. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, He's got to pay restitution. Uh, yeah, his username is the Torpedo. <laughs> yeah, and, and, but, uh, and the the one I'm looking at the buttons now. That's that's one of the most distinctive features. And that was yes, the, that was the thing I wanted to be sure I differentiated. So ergonomically, that and Zodiac. Yeah. it is it's rather bean shaped uh, with the two shoulder triggers like protruding out like antennas. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 distinct. But uh, there's four face buttons on the right near the speaker. The symbols on them being the play, stop, fast forward, and rewind icons rather than the letters and shapes we're accustomed to. Uh, the menu keys were at the top above the screen, a mushy circled D-pad on the left. Um, I don't know. My personal take, is, it's it ain't super attractive, but it's not the ugliest. I was going to, yeah. yeah. Carts, gonna, go, carts go in underneath. I don't know. I've read that the rubbery plastic coating does feel cheap and it gets gunked up I was going to say, my first impression of it is that it looks cheap and plastic Like a proof of concept. It looks cheap and plastically. It's like when... Well, they're, they're targeting kids, so maybe they want to make it, like, fun. Well, it, you know looks, it looks like when Tiger Electronics or one of those com- toy companies tries to make, like, a handheld for babies. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, was, my niece has one of them. Was the D-pad just all directions of, like, the middle finger? I don't know. It's like when you see, like, a handheld console... Like the Vita or the um the PSP. How dare there's, you. <laughs> no, no, no. There's like a the sleek. Vita that was the first one he thought of. Is a marvel of modern engineering. You didn't let me finish my that sentence. That was ahead of its time. <laughs> I was gonna say when you see it, it there's a sleekness to it. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Attractive. This does not. This this is the opposite of this sleek. This looks. Okay. This looks like something you'd buy at a mall kiosk, sort of. <laughs> yeah. Funny you mentioned that. Oh no. So that's gonna come back. That's going to come back. Millions of mall kiosks. <laughs> I, I remember thinking back market. in the day when when, like, you know, the- when the PSP was like announced and, and it's like, yeah, we're going to focus on multimedia playback. You'll be able to load up your songs and movies yeah, yeah. on these UMDs that no one's ever going to buy. Um, <laughs> and mostly you'll just pirate. But like uh, the buttons on the like the shoulder buttons um, and also like kind of like the toy like quality that some of you guys were talking about. Reminds yeah. me of this. So click this link. And take a look at this Nickelodeon alarm clock that I had in the '90s. Oh, I uh, I, yeah. I already know what you're With talking about. Yeah, you know it's the one that had the yeah, little so, green electronic thing. Up yeah, the, and, and yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I'll say that for the most part, I do think I love that thing. I used to, I used to. Yeah, like I I do think uh, like I remember at the time when I first saw that thing, like in magazines like or whatever. Fart sounds on it. And I was looking at like play, stop, <laughs> rewind, fast forward. I was like. You know what? That's pretty forward thinking for that. That's that's probably a good way to like relabel you, those buttons and have your own identity. <laughs> uh, but also like, man, those shoulder buttons do look like that <laughs> big red button on an alarm clock. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> it was a different time. I understand that. But you know what it reminds me of now? Because you're to your point of like the Vita looking really slick. Yeah. Like that's more modern. 
It is. They want yeah. it to yeah. look. Yeah. It, it, was a, it was a video game console specifically handheld. We're in the Frutiger Arrow Trans- period of aesthetics, Matt. So it's okay. it's much more rounded edges. And, yeah, it was but also shaped. video <laughs> game video game handheld aesthetics transferred from toy to electronics device around the time that Apple started doing their shit. So oh, yeah. like. It was it, it's a it's a very Johnny Ive design philosophy change, mm-hmm. um, but like it reminds me now the Gizmondo looks like if like when people mod, mod like an N sixty four and three D print a shell <laughs> right. to put it yes. in and turn it into a handheld, that it is, looks like that. That's actually that true. I was just thinking I looked at that. It's like I feel like I could three D print that shell and put it together. If you myself. go on if you go on Alibaba and look up portable PS two, I'm sure you'll find something that looks very similar <laughs> yeah. to the Gizmondo. Yeah. I, I'll but, also uh, say that looking looking at this D pad, it looks like it. Oh, could, it's the worst. It looks that like it is. could be the worst D pad I've ever used. This side of the CDI. <laughs> and the only reason I've used that one is because you were like graceful enough to show me you. that this don't, is the bottom. Don't give him any grace. <laughs> no, this is this is how low video game controllers can possibly go. Is the CDI, <laughs> and now that I know That's that, true. I know that this is at least above that. But yeah, I, yeah. Man. and say what you want about UMD, but if I if it, episode. I have every printed version of Hackers <laughs> visible or you know available. I the only UMD I kept was the Hackers on UMD. That was that was a smart decision. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna be worse Stay someday. One day. Yeah, who knows? You never know. Like if every other video format dies out and you really gotta watch Hackers. <laughs> yeah, I'm covered. PSP, I'm covered. covered yeah. Yeah. Wait, how, how am I gonna know who Zero Cool is? <laughs> He's Crash Override. Oh, oh wait, but, uh, did, did, did we spoiler. paint a picture of this D-pad for the audience? So. Here, here's my best take at it, right? A mashed it's, potatoes? No, it's like, it's it's the, uh, if anybody's ever used it in television, like the original one, not Tommy Tallarico's, uh, if you have ever used it in television, there's like a circle pad thing, and it's like, it's that circle pad, but there's little bumps kind of where up, down, left, and right would be. Uh, mm-hmm. I, somebody I don't know what like, they're thinking was on They, they were like drunkenly top... trying to avoid patent infringement on Nintendo's D-pad is what they were trying it, to do. I'm sure that's exactly. It looks yeah, like the top-down yeah. view of a merry-go-round. Oh, yeah. That is, yeah. Oh, wow. oh my God. That is such a <laughs> so great So teardrop shape? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It kind of reminds me of uh, the, the right side of a Steam controller, except like it was left out in the sun too long. Yes. <laughs> Melted. And and yeah. like, like, there's little and like, like rivets warped. and bumps. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, like, it's like warped, but it, it kind of looks like that. Yeah, <laughs> yep. yeah like yep. it got wet and you left I, it out to dry. I, yep. I guarantee you, <laughs> too, got that, thing, that thing, you think it was an 8-gate or a 4-gate? Um, uh, oh man, uh, who knows? De- definitely, oh, it's not. It, it, it's not. It's not analog, so it doesn't have a gain. It's a digital. Uh, yeah. Digital. Input. I thought we were talking about Starcraft. Right? <laughs> well, no, <laughs> yeah. you all seem pretty. Te- you all seem pretty tempted by this. That's, I that's was. Like. I told you. I tr- I tried to ask for a Gizmondo. Yeah. And my parents were like, "You can only get." The I don't know PSP what that is. You're or grounded. the Gizmondo. <laughs> yeah, they I, I were will, like, "Listen, yeah, they're already me. getting beaten up. <laughs> we don't need you to be getting beaten up twice as much." I'm just kidding. They brought Randy's, me to a psychologist and had me tested. <laughs> Someday you will irresponsibly buy this thing and I will try it. And I will be I like, absolutely will. Thank you for jumping on this grenade. <laughs> don't I'm, worry. I'm glad yeah. that I didn't do it is what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, do me a favor. Hey, Matt, can you read me off your credit card number? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, don't notice. Don't worry about the $500 charge. It's, com- it's coming from London. It'll be here in three weeks. <laughs> you want to see a magic trick? What's your uh, mother's maiden name? And- <laughs> what's what's and your security in? code? Yeah. So, yeah. Despite little fanfare from enthusiasts in the media so far expiration (laughs) (laughs) things things were still going all right otherwise uh it was now 2005 production was proceeding as planned 
this for their slow rollout in Europe that March, uh, the 19th to be precise. And uh, what about the major details, the cost, the different models, the fucking games? Uh, so this is where it gets, well, um, I mean, it's been a weird ride since the beginning, but this is where I, I thought this was interesting. Uh, so leading up to its debut onto shelves, um, sorry, I'll get to the launch lineup in a, in a sec, but um, it was stated to be making a uh, premiere in the UK first. Uh, the MSRP was uh, 229 pounds, uh, pricier than either the PSP or DS, to which the latter was now available in that region. Um, and also it was only purchasable through certain retailers. Uh, there was an official flagship store near their headquarters in London, like an, an, a Gizmondo store dedicated. I'm um, up pictures of that. Yeah, they're out there. Uh, or you could go online to order one uh, uh, via their own shop, uh, along with Argos, Dixons, Currys, and John Lewis. You, All sellers local to Britain to ship natively. But, but, you, but you could only get your free dime bag from going to, to the <laughs> Gizmondo headquarters. <laughs> See, this is, this is like back in the day. Were there any payment processors online, or is it like when you shopped, it gave you like a routing number to wire money to? Oh wow, that actually, you know, that is probably so. How, you want like, to hear a dumb story that, uh, <laughs> which is actually kind of relevant to this. Um, so, like, if you were in the U.S. and you wanted to purchase something from the U.K., the primary way to do it was wire transfer money. Was my I, order. I know this because for my birthday. I had my mom spend $49 to get me a full year subscription to RuneScape, <laughs> which people should know is located in the, UK. in the UK. They are? I yeah. you were going to say yeah. Maxim Magazine or something. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I wasn't that cool, dude. I was, I was smithing I was smithing out of my, out of my bar. Max Body Spray, <laughs> yeah. a full well, year supply. It's, my, it's called, it's my called first, Links in the UK. My first job, you know, they came it's up true. and said, do you have any sales experience? I said, of course. RuneScape, me 95K, West Rock. <laughs> You're hired. <laughs> You're hired on the spot. Now, um, here's this tie. But yeah, I wonder I wonder if it was uh, you had to they give you a tie. Yeah. You had to, Get out there. <laughs> if you had to wire money or not. I I I think that's exactly probably how they they did yeah. it. Uh so it, and I I should specify that um the the differences uh in power chargers and frequency signals for the wireless capabilities, you know, like in in terms of like compatibility, the different in the you yeah. know. Yeah, different plugs. Yeah. And um, is that what you're talking about? Oh no, yeah, yeah. no. The, uh, I'm talking about that too, but also like the voltage and like yeah, yeah. and the uh, the 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 key like the the frequency the satellite. Yeah, yeah. Um, for those without a provider, a prepaid Vodafone account card was bundled in with the package. Um, so that was fine. But what were you going to actually play on it? Get ready for launch day. Um, we have two count them two titles: Frogger and uh, Solitaire. <laughs> <laughs> and, so uh, they, each each one of these uh, published by Gizmondo themselves, with okay. one developed internally and the other from Fat Hammer, a studio based in Finland who in the past uh, uh, works included software for cell phones and the Tapwave Zodiac, coincidentally is, enough. Another is, device I want to tackle down the road. What is with Scandinavian places and Fat Steve, Fat Hammer? Like, why is <laughs> like, it's such an amusing... Yeah, not even like, with a PH. Um, so their their contribution uh, was the aptly named Fat Hammer Classics Pack, a collection of three puzzle mini games, uh, Super Drop Maniac or sorry, Super Drop Manic, uh, <laughs> Stunt Car Extreme, and Angel Fish. There's footage online. It's, so it looks like a what flash. I'm, what I'm hearing thing. is well, first off, 
How could you have a classics if no one knows what it is? <laughs> um, no, they're, they're classics. classics you know, they're like, oh, I, I've read the classics. It was like, oh, that's like Shakespeare and Don Quixote. <laughs> it's like Quixote. the drunkest guy like, at the party that's like, trying to convince you to do something stupid. And someone, he's like, come on, it's going to be a classic, dude. It's going to be It's going to be classic. Someone Sorry. should look up to see if... What? Yeah, that's, that's what they're saying. These are going to be classics. Oh, these are going to be classics. Yeah, yeah. I thought they were like classics on like Nokia cell phones. You know, they might be. I, I really don't know. I didn't recognize them, but I wouldn't be surprised if that was like... Back th- back when you had to like fully download the app and yeah. it just charged you five ninety nine mm-hmm. and it was, it was done. <laughs> yeah. Listen, okay, so uh, the, the, the Giant Bomb wiki page for this game is very uh, bare bones. Uh, but let's just the, say the, the Fat Hammer Classics. The pack? Fat Hammer Classics pack. I, I'm sorry <laughs> that I'm cheating by looking at this page because I know some of the no, other things right. that are coming up. One of which, yeah. if you don't mention the title of this game, I I will bring it up. Myself. Oh, don't worry. Uh, we're the, the live. The, there, there's not a lot to. to I know cover, it, it's so gotta I'm be on the list, so I'll let you get there. But yeah. I think that when they, I'm going to guess that when they named it the Fat Hammer Classics pack, they're like. Well, if you just call it classics, people are going to think that it's something that they should know about. Right, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, <it's> Which is <laughs> accurate. Yeah. I'm, fa- I'm fairly sure they just ripped those off of Newgrounds. They're just Flash <laughs> games. Yeah, yeah. yeah Newgrounds, just huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is there an alien <laughs> hominid? <laughs> I wish. Uh, so our guys can't... Actually, alien hominid's going to come up. Yep. Oh, wow. It will. Wow. It will. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, um, our guys came to the plate, like the internal, uh, studio with an expanded port of Trailblazer, uh, a ball racing game from the fucking ZX Spectrum and Commodore 64. The preteens are going to fucking, they're going to go crazy for it. Um, but you know what? You can't have a product drop to promote something so massive without a goddamn party to go with it, right? Uh, so, uh, what did our fine, uh, illegitimate businessmen put together? They threw a shindig at that store on Regent Street and invited a few stars to drum up hype, encourage that public to come join in on the festivities. You had Jody Kidd, a fashion model slash television personality slash race car driver. Uh, a common theme we'll see more of moving forward. Uh, Which top part? Gear, I'm sorry, that uh, was I don't a know, lot. T- top Gear and uh, Celebrity MasterChef were among her TV credits. Oh, I was talking about race car stuff. Okay. Um, um, but uh, also make an appearance were musicians Busta Rhymes and Pharrell Williams, cool. uh, both of whom performed at the event. I couldn't find video. There are pictures. The tactic was uh, it result- resulted in like a low to moderate achievement. Attendance records are spotty, although it was reported that a thousand units were sold to customers there within the hour. Okay. Um, okay. I imagine that was probably the ticket to entry, right? Like, yeah, it's it's kind of like a. Uh, like a yeah. reservation That's card? the goodie bag yeah, that yeah. you get for going to see the concert. It's yeah. like if, if, it's oh, like if okay. you ever go to like a, a, a charity or a gala hosted by any anybody with any kind of political influence, you pay for the plate, but really you're just paying for the corruption. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're, 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 paying for, you're paying for the opportunity to ask them a favor. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so I a, imagine it's, it's probably a, It's a Gizmondo fundraiser is essentially what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, all right, I'm, I'm going to save reviews until every version is released. But the early reception was essentially what you'd think it would be for those initial couple weeks. Um, Now, obviously, these numbers weren't going to cut it. It was time to step up their advertising game, really increase awareness. Lucky Erickson was on the case. He commissioned a pair of commercials to air on nearby networks. Um, They're on YouTube. Uh, It has a CGI bumblebee with the tagline, I can do anything, as a voiceover explains its questionable ability to fly. That whole chestnut. Okay. Um... He wished to spread the good word of Gizmondo through much cooler means, though. Like, more indirect kind of, like, avenues. Uh, his solution? 
to plaster his Ferrari 360 Modena GTC with logos and signs and enter in the prestigious 24 Hours of the Oh, Lens. no. Oh, <laughs> my God. Uh, fun fact about Ferrari. Yeah. If you modify your Ferrari and you do not ask them, <laughs> it, it does not bode well for you. Yeah, they, you, get, you uh, get put on a list where you can't buy a Ferrari ever again. Yeah, like yeah. for the rest of your life. For the rest fact, of your life, Justin Bieber, <laughs> Justin Bieber can never buy a Ferrari. Uh, uh, Dead Mouse what is on the same Dead list. Mouse Dead Mouse also on the list. Wait, what about secondhand? No, uh, no, 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 no. Uh, if you're secondhand like if they, selling and they find out that you sold to someone who is on a ban list, you're congr- on the list. congratulations! Holy shit. Welcome yes. to the list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and wow. Ferrari will will come back too. Doesn't Lamborghini also do that? Because uh, I think I thought I no, because oh, I no. thought Dead Mouse was banned from buying that, both. But a, a uh, lot of these luxury car me. brands yeah. do that, though. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's unrelated. So yeah. you guys, yeah. do you guys know the uh, Twenty Four Hours of Le Mans? Le Mans, Le Mans. Sorry, Twenty Four Hour Le Mans it's, is an endurance an race. S, yes, it's legendary. An S at the end. Don't pronounce Sorry, it. Sorry, you, d- you, d- you, d- you want me? You want me to give the quick spiel on Twenty Four Hours Le Mans? Sure. I know it's it's they annually host it in. They've been annually hosting it in France since the nineteen twenties, but that's. Like, yep. yeah, it is a racing event. It is a 24 hour endurance event. It is primarily used by car companies to show off. Oh, like their latest, like, their latest okay. and greatest uh, for the listeners out there. If you've watched Ford versus Ferrari, yeah, I have. it is it's based good. off 24 hours of Le Mans. There are over the years, many different individuals who have entered 24 hours of Le Mans that all of which uh, failed miserably. Mm. Um, I was. I thought you were going to say they perished. Uh, no, there's there's a few there's a few people that were like running drugs that ended up oh, entering. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, entering the 24 hour Le Mans is not easy. Uh, obviously. Yeah. And uh, if he did it with his own personal car, uh, I would be surprised if it would be running afterwards. Yeah. He d- he also rolled into the track parking lot uh, in his gray Ferrari Enzo, not red. That'll be for later. So that's two Ferraris. Wow. Ferrari into his other Ferrari. But but how did he fare? He retired the morning of due to mechanical troubles. Oh, there you so go. So that was a swing and a miss, unfortunately. He did worse than Michael Fassbender. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Fassbender entered Pro- the I mean, last it could have been, that could have been a byproduct of him, like, yeah. modding stuff incorrectly. I don't no, know. No, the Ferrari guys, it's, like, they caught up behind him. Yeah. Yeah. It's It's a byproduct of, of, like, if you're racing any car for 24 hours, your yeah. car needs to be equipped to race for 24 hours. You need like, you know, multiple sets of tires. You need to reconfigure a lot of different things that uh, one of our friends who yeah. none of the listeners would know named Conroy could probably tell you a lot about fuel injection oh, yeah. ratios. Yes, you need, you need different fuel. You need different t- uh, material on yep. your tires and different treading. I wonder if he's familiar with no, any of that. No, 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 that. <laughs> also to your point from earlier, Chris, uh, the reason Ferrari does not want you to mod their car without their permission is they don't want you to make them look bad. And Ferraris, <laughs> Ferraris are fickle. Yeah. So if you yeah. mod them wrong, they will fucking break. There is no such easily. thing as a daily driver luxury car. Yeah. I put you, this. You cannot. A you, luxury, you, supercar. Supercar. Super, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Luxury car, supercar. Uh, you cannot have a daily driver supercar because they break down so frequently mm-hmm. that like if you look in the used markets for supercars, uh, you'll find some with 25,000 miles and you'll be like, wow, <laughs> what a great deal. And then it'll be like, hasn't ran in nine months. I, like, I love this guy showed up, probably thought he looked like a baller and then the car's like, just look like an idiot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what happened. I just put a sticker on it and the thing won't start now. Yeah, the main problem was he actually forgot to take all the cocaine out of the tailpipe. <laughs> he weighed it that, down. Yeah. <laughs> so this, the, uh, this thing, the, the Gizmondo has been out for a couple weeks mm-hmm. and it's not really flying off the shelves. What? Um, so what was the team solution on the inside, like the, the gaming like division? 
they, you know, what, what would a decent, like, quick fix be? By a price drop, of course. Uh, Put ex- SSX on it. Except, yeah, except how are they going to do this? They still needed to subset manufacturing costs. Um, those combined with, you know, R&D licensing and the renting of their properties. Yeah. Um, so this was their plan. So the, the first batch of units were under a single SKU, and many electronics uh, found success with adding a cheaper alternative option to entice the more frugal crowd. Yes. Um, can I ask you a question you probably already covered, but I already forgot? Yeah. How much was it? Uh, 229. Two, 229 pounds. Oh, what's that in uh, yeah. freedom bucks? Yeah, no, it's like, probably like very similar at the time. At yeah, that's very, true. very, yeah. very similar. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Which it's very popular for companies to do that, by the way. Yeah. Is yeah. that um, if you ever see like Christmas editions, right? Mm-hmm. Or these special Absolutely. like one-offs. The reason why they do that is because if you lower the base cost of your core product, and you are a publicly traded company, you will get eviscerated because it shows mm. that you don't trust it, your it, own brand. It doesn't brand. instill confidence. And, yeah, it yeah. doesn't. It, it's the exact opposite. People run away, which is why more often than not, you could have an item that is permanently price cut and it's totally <laughs> fine. But the minute you actually reduce the price from, you know, 229 to 200 permanently, yeah. uh, people will run away. Yeah, Wait, sorry. MSRPs exist. What's, yes, what's yeah. the difference between those two things? I'm sorry. Uh, if you discount it, then you're paying for it on the back end. Okay. If you reduce the the core cost, you are just cutting it off the front end. So you're uh, saying a sale versus no or what? Uh, it, it's it's all in perspective. Okay. It's like if you have a product, uh, I don't want to get too caught up in this, but if you if you slash your core cost, then people can be like, you don't believe that this could sell at this price, right? But you could just eternally fund a twenty five dollar discount on the product forever, and people will be mm-hmm. like, okay, oh, that's, you, are, you are essentially covering the cost. Of the discount, yes. In order gotcha. to make your product have the value that the initial mm. MSRP says yeah, it is, yeah. so that your shareholders now, think listen, this is worth three hundred dollars when really people are paying two twenty or whatever. Listen, I have a hundred thousand S stickers. Can we just stick all these on the box, guys? <laughs> yeah. 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 Will this work? And it, so here's here's the problem at where they are. Um, they, they, like these these devices, like these are already built. Like, uh-huh. like they couldn't go back for a redesign this soon. We haven't left m- month one, just to reiterate. Oh. Like, oh. and, and, and um, so, but they did hatch a way of circumventing this. That April, a second variant of their, their handheld joined the family, one with, quote, smart ads with two Ds. Um, yeah. Oh. This addition would lower the MSRP to 129 pounds, 100 bones off. And it allowed partners to subsidize their spending by displaying said ads to the screens of that user base during random intervals on the like, like your the device's homepage. Yeah, oh, that no. is that is surprisingly oh, very forward thinking because now we pay full price and have that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Amazon does that. That's how they subsidize the Kindle and lower the price of the Kindle. Yeah, oh yeah. If you get, they the, sell if you get the base model of the Kindle, it comes with ads built in. When you lock the screen, there's ads. Yep. Mm-hmm. Awesome, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, and uh, these also were to be unique from person to person as the internal GPS would designate what they saw depending on, you know, where they, like, were inhabiting. Like, you know, like, it's a, a maximum of three per day could be shown, and some could feature special offers in the form of vouchers or barcodes that, that the player could uh, could then redeem. Yeah. Um, and it would have been an how, amb- ambitious move. How is this downloaded onto the device? Through SM, or the... The, the phone card? Yeah. So you needed to have a phone contract with them? 
no, it, it came with one if you didn't already have what a if, contract with someone else. What if that, like, because there's a prepaid time card, which yeah. we all know was yeah. a, a, a popular mafia scam in New York and <laughs> North yeah. Jersey in the early 2000s. Yeah. Uh, so what happens if that time ran out? You just stop getting ads? Well, I guess it never really got that far. Well, that's what I was about to say. It, it, I, I would have maybe been able to answer these questions, but those strategies were never implemented. Mm. Oh. So that and the, the double D thing... <laughs> Whoa, hold on a second. Roll it back. <laughs> double D's. Now I'm interested. So they, Wait, they, hold on. The I word thought it was double S. Was, no, so they put the two D's so they could trademark oh. it, but they fucked. But like, they, did they know that ad with two D's is also a word? <laughs> they fuck, they, Apparently, they fucked up the spelling in their publicity material. Mm, so it did, like ran with it. To, yeah. To answer your question, but, they, but hold on. The, the service never got activated so any buyers of that model made out like a bandit yeah. like they just <laughs> you'd the, the get way, the device for $100 the off the way that Kindle does it is that they don't display the ads they download the ads and then the ads you would have outdated ads if your if your connection ran out uh, uh, see, Kindles aren't a uh, phone yeah they're yeah. not network but, they're they're on Wi-Fi so they download the ads on Wi-Fi when you connect to Wi-Fi and then they display them so the worst you would have outdated ads. But Dude. in 2002 there wasn't Wi-Fi. Well there was, but like not good Wi-Fi. No, but you I I assume you probably had to the reason they gave you a prepaid card is you probably had to set it up through a network yeah. so uh, it would download the ads then and then I you just, get, I just imagine walking around in Philadelphia getting ads for like Gloucestershire butchery shop yeah. and like, <laughs> you know. You guys are missing the point though. Like literally like the cheaper if you bought the the more expensive Gizmondo because you didn't want the ads the, yeah, the other like the users yeah. of the cheaper one never got them. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's what we call an own. <laughs> yeah, so. you, you get ads for what was it called? A muddy slapper? Was that a Wigan slapper? A Wigan slapper. <laughs> yeah. Wigan slapper. And that coupon for that free bag of chips. <laughs> yeah. Crisps, work. chips, oh. <laughs> cookies or crisps. So I will get one no, free no, no. Chips or crisps? Nope. Fries or chips? chips. Yes. Yeah, fries. Yeah. Free bag of chips. Oh, okay. Uh, I was yeah. just checking. Yeah, Mac uh, buy one, get one free on the chocolate the chocolate globber knots. <laughs> <laughs> so by here the, bag the uh, of Maltesers. Uh, <laughs> two more two more pieces of gaming software squeaked onto their lonely catalog. Uh Chairman and Board's Hockey Rage two thousand five. That's the one I wanted. Yeah. And uh mm. this is an odd entry. Housemarks, Gizmondo Motocross yep. two thousand and five. The did talented a creatives game. behind Stardust, Resogun, and Hot Buttons Best of Twenty Twenty One inductee Returnal. Yep. <laughs> I, I love just this say thing. that personally. <laughs> If, it's if, a motocross game too, right? Did you say that? Yeah. I'm it's in. a motorbike game made by the Returnal it, people. For the Gizmo. It's wait, so funny. If you it remove the like... hockey and the 2005 from Hockey Rage 2005, it does look yeah. a lot like the Rage logo from id Software. I'll say that. <laughs> are, you, are you accusing it of stealing from the Gizmondo? I will say that the Gizmondo game predates the id Software game by six years. <laughs> oh, he's just fucking the facts. Fucking John Carmack. Oh. What a hack. Hands and everything. On a, on, a, on a very quick a quick uh, side note, um, well, it's not revolutionary to think about, but mm -hmm. did you notice that all of these games are basically Scandinavian favorites? Yeah. Hockey, racing, puzzles, I guess. <laughs> um, but, like, they're all, like, yeah, they're, they're all Scandinavian-centric yeah, games. I would say European. European, European it's very yeah. European. Yeah. Those okay. are, all those things are very but, European. Uh, Hockey specifically. And, and speaking of European, a third title was meant to be part of this group, one called uh, 
Shaikane that was sponsored by F1 driver Jensen Button, who was even photographed in magazine cutouts shilling the struggling system. However, it was soon canceled when there was a dispute between tel- Tiger Telematics and the company hired to develop. So that's our first, like, cancellation. Uh, as spring went on, the finances weren't looking too great for our mafia friends. Um, but you know what? That was, uh, that was whatever, as another bigger E3 was on the horizon. This is where the splash truly needed to be for us in the, in the West, you know? Um, we love wasting money here. Uh, so they, they had to lay it down, and not to mention the answering of important questions such as the USD price release date and additions to that sad library of games. In April of 05, exactly one year from the rebrand, they announced that they would indeed be attending, and in full force, a massive booth with demo stations, interviews, the whole fucking kid and caboodle. Uh, in fact, the area they rented was literally next door to Microsoft's in South Hall, a 4,500 square foot of floor just for them. An expensive investment on top of the millions already spent. <laughs> I can see their reps just walking over to the Microsoft booth and just pushing them. What? Nerd. And then pushing their displays down and everything. We hate you. This is E3 2005. Correct. So the end gauge is out and failed. Yeah. More or less. Yeah. Yeah. The DS the is now out. Yep. And the PSP is out. Yes. Okay. And they're doing... They're doing... Good. And they have 4,500 square feet of floor space? Yeah. That is approximately <laughs> seven times the floor space of my apartment. Yeah. <laughs> just, I was actually going to say... Just for is... the Gizmondo? For the <laughs> Gizmondo. Gonna... Nintendo barely gets that much space at PAX. Yeah. <laughs> no. That is double the size of our house, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I, what I would give to see... I know. I, like... They didn't really probably use Excel, but like the actual uh, like ledger files of, oh, like the, of, of like their 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 profit spending. and loss and yeah. spending for that yeah. month because that is, they have no money coming in. No, they literally sold. You said a hundred or a thousand copies or a thousand a thousand like, like this thing is, this thing is already so, failing in Europe and they're like we're going well, worldwide. Yeah, yeah. Chris, yeah. Chris, well, the, that, mo- that, the money coming in is illegal. That's. <laughs> that's what it is. Well, I did. Yeah. I did hear did, that that the their section just unofficially turned into the smoking section. The <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like they, they only sold roughly two hundred and thirty thousand dollars worth of of electronics, yeah. and not only that, they're definitely on the which hook that doesn't for even cover stuff. the cost of attending E three at doesn't all. Doesn't cover right. the cost of the R and D. They must have like back paid bills out the wazoo by this point. Well, yeah. well you guys don't know. So here, there could have been a couple thousand more that were sold after that launch, but... Mm. You know what's, you know what's a shame? Uh, during the time, we probably all looked at this and said, man, this is a raging tire fire. I'm getting nowhere near this. 20 years later, we're like, I wish I, I wa- bought both yeah, bottles. I, know, yeah. I want both. <laughs> Not all of us, because I wanted one. Yeah, I wanted one. I was told but that... But I already I, had the engage, so I was good. I was told that <laughs> I had to pick between this and the PSP, and I feel like I chose correctly. <laughs> you did. Yeah. Yeah, but well, you I, didn't. I, I, you guys are un- that's true. I didn't because I would have a Gizmondo, and I also bought four PSPs. So <laughs> there you, you go. guys are discounting. We don't know that they paid money for this. How many <laughs> bags of Coke? Were yeah. Exchanged? <laughs> I mean, they probably got plenty. The of ESA coke. just walks away, and they're like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. a little bit of nose <laughs> their candy. Show, their show floor is just a giant pile of cocaine and Gizmondo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I would be, I would run up and, with a shovel and a bucket. We, yeah. aren't, we aren't very liquid right now. Most of our assets we're are very locked powder. Up. Yeah, we're very powder. Yeah, we don't have a lot of liquid assets, but we have plenty of powdered assets. <laughs> powdered assets. 
Um, go, go, follow me right over here to the, the sniff zone. <laughs> Just go ahead and put your nose on the top of that. What am I smelling in here? Don't ask. It's, it's smell-o-vision. You'll know. It's gonna I make, feel great. It's going to make Hockey Rage 2005 look awesome. Yeah. Uh, all right, so they they also stated that their chaosks would host eight playable titles, two never before seen, alongside a quote entertainment packed afternoon with performances by A list celebrities. World um, Please, please tell me more. <laughs> Which A listers? I know. Yep. D- discussions surrounding their acquired licensees uh, were said to be happening as well. Um, according to the final comments in the post, Gizmondo was quote ready for the U.S. Uh, following their newcomer appearance the the previous summer. Uh, although this time the landscape of expectations for handheld video gaming was forever cha- forever changed post the launches <laughs> of both the Nintendo DS and Sony PSP, as Austin said, which, uh, you know, they were all the fucking rage. Yeah. They flopped. <laughs> yeah. Awfully. Yeah. Never heard from again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that may, uh, sorry I'm bouncing around with what's going on simultaneously in between the UK release and the US pre-release, uh, further info was unveiled to Eurogamer. This and the refusal to deny rumors that a Halo was coming to this thing. What? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, the okay. rep, the, I don't know that that bled out online and that, like, you know, probably just through hearsay forum chatter. And then when they asked the, like, representatives, they're like, is there a Halo coming to this? And they're like, we won't confirm or deny. And like, <laughs> what, the three And they know damn well fucking Halo is. Ask fucking Microsoft. They'll be like, we'll deny. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, if they asked Microsoft, they'd be like, fuck no. Uh, <laughs> also, I, Microsoft I, would be like, who? <laughs> yeah, yeah. How big was this community? Like, four users? Or like, yo, I heard a leak. I know. Like, <laughs> yeah, and that's, they all, that's they're all talking up. to each other. I don't know. There's uh, a little rumor that we're going to get a crash blank <laughs> on this thing. <laughs> Matt, if you ever want to have a really fun afternoon, go on the like subreddit for like a failed electronics. People who've invested that money. The Ouya people will, were nuts too. The, the Ouya people is yeah. a good example. The Stadia people, like they yeah. will not admit that they backed a uh, they backed a horse with a broken fucking leg. <laughs> <laughs> yes. you no, know, you're 100 right. Yeah. It's called it's called a sunk cost fallacy. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Uh, could you imagine if we knew anybody who got a Ouya or a Stadia? Leave the Ouya alone. <laughs> Can you imagine anybody having a, a CDI in, and a 3DO? In my defense, <laughs> Randy, I did. <laughs> I told myself no when Stadia was announced. I was like, no, you're you're you drew the line there. You're becoming an adult. You're going to make more responsible purchases. You're not going to buy every video game thing that ever comes Wait, out. Wait, didn't ever. you get a Stadia? And then I this bought it asshole for bought it for me for Christmas. Yeah, it was a Christmas gift. <laughs> you say becoming an adult? You were 29. Yeah, you handed <laughs> you handed this man a curse. How do you feel? Oh, I feel great about it. No, wait, did, and then surprisingly, you like, get refunded for it. Yeah, you did. I did. And then surprisingly, I don't think I did. Surprisingly, two years later, I ended up in a coma. Coincidence? <laughs> <laughs> Who's to say? Oh man. So the look, you you handed this man a curse is what somebody should have said when he let me play the CDI. Yeah, but man. Go on. Man. Um, it's okay. I wanted it though. Now I know. Now I know what a curse is like. Go on. <laughs> the rep uh, then ex- uh, exclaimed, "Quote: Up until now, what we've done is show people the six core functions of the console. At this E3, we're going to show what happens when you combine these features, and it's going to blow people's minds. What are they going to unlock its chakras? What the <laughs> fuck are they going to do? Like, yeah. the, only, the only way it's going to blow people's minds. Yeah, they have to is... access the seventh chakra. That's, <laughs> that's yeah, the yeah. mind chakra. Their man. mind chakra. Yeah. 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 He uh, goes on to break down the roster of software they'll be bringing with them. One headline." 
there being Agaji, The Sacred Path, an experimental title designed to utilize the deck's more inventive features, combining the onboard gyroscopic camera and augmented reality capabilities to craft interactive gameplay out of stuff like photographing a table that a character could then trek across. It was certainly novel. Uh, too bad it was later canned. Um, they even had a, quote, legendary rock star on the hook to compose the score, but who knows who Sammy that was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, rounding out the... Just re- Trent Reznor. Remainder- <laughs> guy just gets around. <laughs> no, Sorry rounding out the remainder of uh, the demo builds, there was an SSX 3 port, mm-hmm. the highest profile of there the you bunch. Go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Supernatural's Johnny Whatever, <laughs> uh, Chai Kane, before it was scrapped, uh, hit and myth, uh, sticky balls. Get your jokes oh, in. Of course. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's the one I wanted you to yeah. get to. <laughs> one, one. All right. Sticky balls. Look, by the way, I'm on the giant bomb with you, Paige. <laughs> the best-selling sticky balls. Uh, Gizmondo game. If I'm, if I'm yes. not mistaken. You are, yes, yeah. you are correct. They they sold 18 copies. No, um, <laughs> what do you the power call it, of uh, marketing. I'm on the list of Gizmondo games, and this may not be a complete yeah. list. Oh, well, there there's more that, that are coming. Here. Yeah, I'll get to those. There there are 19 games total here, and I, we had to stop on yeah, st- balls, yeah. for sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, SSX3, I, I'm struggling to argue with you that that is the highest profile. Well, it, it, where we're at right that, now. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that or one other one that you probably get to from the same yeah. company. Go so, uh, there, was, there was also a game called Colors, the, quote, first ever internally developed GPS-enabled gang warfare game. So this was the game GTA. that I wanted. Yeah? Weird. This was, okay. Which like, I had to me, dig g- into that an, one. Give like, me an aside real quick, because I want to describe the pitch for Colors. Okay. Why is it called Colors? That because doesn't invoke, like... Gang Colors. Jeez. Gang Colors. Gang colors. So the Fine. way okay. the way this Call it gang colors. the way this game worked was oh you was, got Newcastle colors I got was, Liverpool colors <laughs> <laughs> it was this was so ambitious for a company that just sold like a thousand of these things it okay. was and a, this didn't come out either it was a uh, game that uh, utilized the GPS okay. function of the Gizmondo and the way it works was like let's say you're playing it on the subway and someone else is playing it on the same subway it was like a gta style like gang game mm-hmm. but they would enter your world when you were in it was like street pass but with people oh GTA. yeah oh. grand theft street hmm. pass yeah this sounds great yeah and then you would like and so- then it was that grand theft street pass but you but also like the gr- tony hawk graffiti aspect of like pokemon go <laughs> where you would like Landmarks. Mark echoes they get would up. mark. They would mark the landmarks in the real world, and then GPS track. Oh, like, and then you'd overdo is, their shit for your shit. Who is in control of different areas of okay. like? I the, can't wait to buy fun. the Grand Theft Street Pass Battle Pass. <laughs> I've got some screenshots here. There's no video on Giant okay. Bomb, uh, but there there are some screenshots. Uh, screenshots here. Yeah, and there's there's one here, and this looks like a conversational thing with somebody in the prison with you. Yeah. Okay? Uh, and and the graphics here, just to describe them, is it are isometric? Somewhere is it a Swedish? There's person? no. It, <laughs> it is it is somewhere north of N64, but south of PS2 in terms of graphical Dreamcast. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and and closer to the N64. Okay. Just to be clear. Um, so uh, and and it looks like some kind of conversation system with somebody offering you a way out of the prison. And the two conversation choices you have here are on the play button. Uh, yeah, man, just get me out of here. I gotta play squash with the mayor later. <laughs> <Okay>. uh, <laughs> and then on the stop button, it says, 
fuck you, man. I take care of my own self. <laughs> yeah, actually, if you... Squ- that's that's. The I'm going to use... I got to go play squash with the mayor later, later oh, yeah, as, yeah. like, an excuse. That's, that's, like, that's like, like a, a Sims... Yeah, like, yeah, a Sims rejected call. It's yeah. like, you know, I, my psychic advisor tells me I should stay inside today, and I must oblige. <laughs> it's like the posh versus the cockney. Yeah. Dude, you know what? Oh, that's more realized <laughs> than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. too bad it... it uh, Oh, wow. Too bad mm-hmm. it, it never made it. <laughs> yep. Also, neither did Supernaturals or Hit and Myth. Uh, oh, and Johnny, whatever. Jesus. <laughs> well, I know Sticky Balls would grace us with its presence eventually. Um, everything else slipped away, I suppose. Um, what did make it with uh, those Sticky Balls over in the United Kingdom was NetDoll's Pocket Ping Pong. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, sorry. NetDoll's Pocket Ping Pong, 2005. They love slapping the, that year on uh, all these. Mm-hmm. And uh, not a good name. Well, you got to do Nini that. Is toy golf. Okay. Like it's, it's yeah. probably like a mini. Po- lots of ball related activity on this. Platform. You got Yeah, a lot of ball play. You got to. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was. You got to slap golf? a 2005 in so that when you make it 2006, mm-hmm. people buy that too. Yeah, yearly yeah. installments. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so E3, Gizmondo was primed to wow us with its, uh, you know, with its A game, and uh, shockingly, the uh, the hands-on impressions from attendees here. Really weren't too shabby. Um, specifics on the company's relationship with U.S. mobile carriers were foggy, but the confirmation that owners were going to be able to simply pop in their existing SIM cards, assuming they had data plans, was a huge plus uh, for those hoping to engage in the online portions of it. Um, reporters claimed it was comfortable to hold, with the exception of the oddly placed shoulder buttons, although everything seemed <laughs> responsive. Um, definitely vital, as they each served a uh, double duty in controlling software as well as media functions the audio and picture qualities were also passable uh, a a positive when showcasing its downloadable video rental service and the ability to encode your own dvds for portable viewing Uh, sds uh, from up to 256 megabytes were supported totally satisfactory for the time Uh, battery life was estimated to be three to four hours for gaming and movie watching 12 hours for or 12 for music listening and those wanting more extra batteries were sold separately. Can um, I ask you a question? Yeah. How are you going to encode a DVD onto this thing if the biggest size of SD you get was 256 megabytes? They know how big a DVD yeah, is. You got to really compress that shit. Yeah, but you're, you're, no, yeah, you are compressing <laughs> the shit out of it. It is like, if you think about the resolution of what this screen is, oh, no. like, yeah, you can get that. I mean, down. yes, but a DVD is, oh, uh, yeah, whatever. I mean, I, you can get a DVD down to 100 megabytes, but a DVD is only four gigs. That's hard to compress down to under two fifty six. I'm I'm also going to guess, given the technology at the time, they might even have the frame rate. Oh uh, yeah, I we don't know the refresh rate of this screen. A whopping eighty nine yep. games were said to be due before the year closes. Uh, the date was then scheduled uh, for October twenty second in the United States, and the asking price three ninety nine um, American for the ad free version and two twenty nine for the quote unquote smart ad edition. The smart ad model upon its initial boot, prompting the user to complete a brief survey on product preferences for that targeted advertising. Wow. Um, it was a hundred and... Four hundred and two, and then two twenty nine. Yeah, hundred and seventy dollars yeah, off to see yeah. three ads a day. That's wild. And it, they did. Well, wait, they, so they also what, said what that the non ad uh, the non ad version was it was three ninety nine. And the ad version was two twenty nine. And they they did say that also that the um it was at least it was never programmed to interrupt an app. It would just happen oh. on your your home screen. Well, yeah. look for for so better than like well, cell better, phone games. It's now. better than YouTube. 
Yeah, yeah. for one hundred and seventy dollars less, I'll happily see hot singles in my area. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially if they forget the. That's a win-win, Chris. Yeah, yeah. That is about six hundred and fifty dollars in today's Oof. money, aka the price of the most expensive Steam Deck when it is not on sale. Man, Chris, power companies hate him. <laughs> now remember, <laughs> like the the PSP was set at two fifty, and the DS mm-hmm. yeah. launched for only one fifty. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And with that Metroid Prime demo. Um, so, but, uh, opinions from the press on the software side here was a tad light. I did encounter a preview of SSX3 from GameSpot, who described the graphical fidelity as impressive and almost on par with the PSP. It played well, sounded nice. Others wrote that Johnny Whatever was fun, uh, their musical, uh, platformer. The colors looked promising as, you know, Austin got into there. Uh, Sticky Balls was... Sticky? Sticky. And a cute they, 3D puzzler. Were those the people that made Irritating Stick? Yeah. No. <laughs> so so what I'm hearing Fine. is they had they had a decent product. Like most yeah. of these most of these collapses the, are products the, that, that just don't work. The toughest pill to swallow was uh, well by uh, at this where we're at here is uh, uh is the RP like is the it's yeah, just the, is is the, the pricing, price. right? Yeah. Like but they had a decent product. Mm-hmm. It's just like well, it wasn't up to snuff like no it worked, right? No. They had a product. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, that's that's the thing. It's like these Prototypes appeared to work as a, as you know was what we were told. But oh, am I getting am I getting uh, too far? <laughs> yeah, don't worry. Okay. But uh, but okay. no, I get what you're saying. Maybe these crooks were gonna pull it off. Uh, you know, oh uh, no, no, not not a fucking no. chance. <laughs> there's no shot in hell that they pull it off. But I'm just saying, like, there's a difference between someone putting out a scam product, right? Like, yeah. Here are some beads that like you put above your bed and cures your cancer. Like that <laughs> is that just doesn't work, yeah, right? Yeah. But like, uh, oh here here's a product that. Yeah, uh, you know, it's supposed to this enhance your cell phone signal, and it totally, actually does it, but it costs a thousand dollars. This hasn't totally fallen apart yet. Yeah, but uh, so with E3, with E three declared a victory, focus was now on their native country to get in on the Gizmondo action. They had one market under their belt already, with another set for fall. Um, uh, but but Sweden needed some loving because remember it, it it was only in the U uh, the UK, not, yeah, not Europe, yeah, yeah, yeah. Larger Europe, not Europe yeah. proper. Um, by <laughs> late. Pro- <laughs> by late summer, that's not what I like. That sounded like yeah. They did it to themselves. <laughs> Brexit. Yeah. You know, actually, I was gonna say probably a couple of British people be like, yeah, no, that's, yeah. that's, that's true. <laughs> by late summer of 05, each unit type uh, was shipped out for public consumption across the Scandinavias. Uh, however, with UK sales uh, still being tepid at best, um, our guys decided to omit um, opening a dedicated storefront next to their home office instead, uh, and instead formed a partnership. With more established retailers for the region, such as Web Holland, okay, Swedish names <laughs> rule. Sure. Yeah, Web Holland. Yeah, why yeah. open an, a dedicated business when you have a trunk in your car? Yeah, <laughs> they still have that storefront in England or London. I mean, but uh, the the arsenal of games continued to grow slowly too. Uh, by September, there was Classic Compendium, a compilation that hosted checkers and chess and the like. I think I think Solitaire, nice. Minesweeper, yeah. Um, Those are actually snake. classics. Yeah, yeah. 3D pinball, space <laughs> cadet. No, nothing Microsoft ads. Oh. Um, but uh, a con- uh, so what else? Uh, there was um, EA's FIFA Soccer 2005. Okay. Uh, Interstellar Flames 2, a third-person space shooter. Okay. Uh, Point of Destruction, another space shooter. Uh, this one on a grid and first appearing in the Commodore 64. Uh, also, uh, Richard Burns Rally, a car sim, and uh, the aforementioned SSX3. Um, each all being published by Gizmondo themselves, even uh, with the EA franchises that weren't developed in house. Okay, like, um, so that's a way to cut costs, right? Self publish, self publish, increase the the margin, right? Mm. Yeah, because they own the technology. To what, what format was it on? 
like the were they discs? Were they cartridges? Uh, they're cartridges. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, they probably just they, they still owned, had to manu- yeah for they manufacturing. the manufacturing for it. Um, but yeah, Sweden was um was uh, now Gizmondo compliant. <laughs> now it's it's gonna be our turn next. It's, so. it's wow. official. Forcibly. Forcibly. Yeah. Uh, hopping back over to the old uh, U.S. of A. In the weeks gearing up to its debut, a fair amount of confusion began to surface in relation to its wireless functions and product availability. To handle the GPS feature, Tiger Telematics would premiere its satellite-navigated initiative called Gizmondo Navigator 2006 uh, in conjunction to the device's launch. They even put a year on the service. They did. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Uh, pa- and it powered, and it's not even 06 yet, uh, powered by Copilot and supplied on a packaged-in SD card, it was to assign customers one of four areas in the United States, East Coast, Midwest, West Coast, and Southwest. Individually, these were for sale at $169, while the bundle for nationwide coverage was two hundred and forty nine, so, so wait, 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 this is I, adding up. Yeah. So wait, why would I need this? I uh, to to go online and use like the GPS and. But I'm buying a discounted product that needs online to see ads, but now I need to buy something else to be online. No, you can go online. This is specifically for GPS. location based. Oh. stuff. Okay, so there's only a positive to this. It's not I'm not going to yeah, be served you ads. Don't, you don't need this, but it's a thing of being like remember like GT, GPSs in 2005 2006 were relatively new and, and supremely hot. Like yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't know when Garmin's and TomToms came around, but it's like I, I, I can I can't even time. begin to try and fake that I know the business of what it's like to lease a satellite. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, this, uh, it's all the government. Cuz this was basically them it, being like you can 100 The defense department Manages most of the GP goal positioning so, satellites. I know what I'm reading up on tonight. <laughs> yeah. 250 bucks sa- does sound like a lot, but it's like either that or you have to buy a separate device that does the same thing. Um, is that for a year of service? I think forever. That I don't know. I think forever. Oh. Like, yeah, I, yeah, GPS like, usually it's, it's a, not a subscription. Uh, the, some are, but yeah, not yet. Uh, the only new game was a sequel to Classic Compendium, edging out the handheld's entire library at 14 titles, with eight ready for North America. No. Pr- prices for them ranged from 19.99 to 39.99. Uh, if you were thirsty for more than than just those, well, they got you. Still in the pipeline were downgraded ports of Age of Empires. <gasps> oh <laughs> no! Al- yeah, Alien Hominid. <laughs> uh, Battle Stations Midway. Um, okay. Oh, it's yeah. um, Battle Stations Midway. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Blood Bowl. Okay. <laughs> Both oh, wow. Conflict Desert Storm 2 and Conflict Vietnam. Ooh. But not Conflict Desert Storm 1. <laughs> one yeah. No. Okay. Future Tactics, Uprising, It's Mr. Pants, LA Rush, oh, yeah. Mech Assault, Rayman, uh, the, greatest, Whoa, Mech Assault. the Great Escape Game, Tomb Raider, and Worms. Wow. Okay, that's a pretty packed library. Sega even had one of their collections on the way, you know, like, wow. the, like the, okay. the compilations. Like How did this... How did this fail with Battle Stations Midway? Well, Seriously. none of these are out. These are all like Midway. So, so what you think? You Move think over, in, the, Age of in the negotiations yeah. with these with uh, these developers, they're like, "Hey, uh, it'll be, we'll give you a cut of the split." Do you think they had people internally that were doing the ports because they were also doing the publishing? Some, but not all. Uh, they would contract out like, or, or, or like, because I I don't know. They did send dead dev kits out. So there, there were oh. like, yeah. Wow, there, talk about a rarity. No, yeah, I looked it up a little bit. So that Future Tactics Uprising game specifically yeah. is a was a PSP game as well. And the people who made the Future Tactics Uprising also made Sticky Balls. Oh. So I think they just contracted <laughs> out these companies and were basically like, yeah, port your game to 
uh, our thing, and then we'll give you like a cut. Yeah, I wonder if they poured. I wonder if they handed out the contracts to, like Fat Hammer, like the original <laughs> people that programmed for it. Probably. Like, like how? Like, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't. Andrew and Austin, this is your realm. Uh, when it comes to like game development, right? Like, did they have to like? What, I wonder what it was written in, or like how did they even make the games or make the ports for Gizmon and what it run on? Like, um, it probably ran on something proprietary. I something so, something yeah. Swedish. <laughs> no, there, there's a concept called abstraction in programming. So let's say you have the Unreal Engine, right? Um. You can just say, I want the Unreal Engine to draw a triangle, right? And then the Unreal Engine determines based I on... I made a mistake the... by asking this question. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it's, it's ve- no, I'm, I'm almost done. Okay, 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 it's okay, not very ahead. long. It's like, it's based on the 10 different platforms that the Unreal Engine supports. Yeah. It checks each one for how to draw a triangle, but it you know the general list of capabilities of the Unreal Engine. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. basically... So that, that's, yeah, that's how you write Like Unity points. is a good example. Unity is very popular with cell phones because um java android games are written in java because android is written in java and uh iphone apps are written in objective c because apple is hard-headed and does not like anyone else to know how to use their fucking products so unity nobody wants to use objective c so basically unity you you make the game and then tell unity this is going to be running on this and it compiles all the code in that Oh, okay. In a layer that you can't see, abstract it out from what you're doing. Yeah. And so plays it on they, that platform. They probably kept that shit in house. Sorry for sidetracking. Oh, no, you're fine. You're but... fine. Uh, so, a slew of original exclusives were planned to arrive as well. Uh, most notably, that Agaju project, Johnny Whatever, and <laughs> quite possibly the best named video game. Fucking. Uh, better than Sticky Balls? <laughs> no, yeah, better than Sticky Balls. An unofficial spiritual successor of sorts to Jeff Mincer's Hover Bubber. Quote. <laughs> Mama, can I mow the lawn? Hell yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mama. <laughs> Wait, a spiritual successor to what now? Hover Bover. It was, yeah, like it's, 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 you ever play the After Dark? Uh, it's, never mind. I know it's, who Jeff Mentor is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's enough. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll just say, like, I've, I've got screenshots of this one up too. Yeah. I was hoping you would get to this one as well. <laughs> uh, so this list on Giant Bomb is not a complete list because you mentioned a couple games that are not. We're still, on, yeah, we're still going. Mama, can I mow the lawn? Is on it, and it features um, let's say something that looks like a cell shaded GameCube game, mm-hmm. uh, with somebody uh piloting a pretty wide lawnmower, uh, <laughs> and there's a man uh looks like he's dressed dressed to work at the office, and he is running away, but he is like several inches away from getting run over by this lawnmower. So I don't really know why the player character is hunting down this man <laughs> and wants to run him over, but it is very funny to look at this screenshot. <laughs> Mama, can I mow the lawn? <laughs> yeah. And and those last two uh, came, uh, they're coming from uh, Warthog Games Limited, uh, a British studio of, uh, out of Stockport who was acquired by Tiger Telematics as a first-party team for the console. Uh, that that and, uh, and Johnny whatever. There's our porting um, squad mm-hmm. right, there. right there. Risky, but... Exo- but uh, ex- industry <laughs> consolidation, jeez. But, ex- but the, the, there was an established crew, like, crew whose previous works included uh, that, their future tactics, Star Lancer, Rally Championship, and Mace Griffin Bounty Hunter, uh, <laughs> along with licensed titles for Star Trek, Tiny Toons, Robot Wars, X-Men, Harry Potter, Battlestar Galactica, and the Animaniacs. Plus that canceled BattleBots GameCube game that I was hugely anticipated as a youngin. Um, 
Was that canceled because of the they got out. Uh, <laughs> Maybe this that was the, to this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the, I don't know if you ever heard. This is going to be my side tangent. Didn't some BattleBots game make? No, it out? the ROM leaked, but it, well, the ROM never got out publicly. Somebody is holding it ransom. Yeah, he's yeah. Oh. He's, right, he wants like ten grand. He wants like it, ten right? grand, and and if he does, he'll put the ISO out for it. But he, nobody's. That's so cheap. It, it's pretty cheap. Like for, people for have a, tried for a company to get back. And like, that game was basically done. Ransom. And people who played it said it was pretty fun. But it's like he'd like I don't know. Like he, I mean, he could be lying. But it's like this thing of being like people have tried to get the money together, like little community, you know, like groups. And uh-huh. don't don't worry, Randy. If there's any, if there's any shot that he is ten years older than us. <laughs> we'll play it. You can't. You can't find a handful of people to kickstart that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah for I'll, real. I'll get you in touch with some battle bros. That's why I'm not convinced, <laughs> dude. I was a battle bro. <laughs> I got all this. Man, stuff. if it was a hundred k, I'd be like, oh, that's never. Maybe, happened. maybe like, I have the numbers did wrong. Did it have Sir Kill a lot in it? <laughs> it had everybody in it, dude. It had Minion, Biohazard, Vlad the Impaler, fucking oh. Whiplash, oh. Son of Waiichi. What? El Toro, to this frenzy, Ziggo. This sounds like the twisted metal cast. <laughs> yeah, I was literally gonna say was these are all real, by the way. Uh, it's like stuck in my I, head. I was gonna Nightmare. say it sounds like a it sounds like the cast for a Mortal Kombat dissector <laughs> Kabuki. No, that definitely sounds like. Yeah, Mortal I was gonna yeah. say right after I said Mortal Kombat, he said dissector, and I was like, yep. Yeah, di- dissector is in the link yeah. way. He's in the cyber initiative the whole thing. Husker do, Husker do. <laughs> You got, <laughs> you got panty whistle. <laughs> so uh, basically, you know, these guys were no slouches. It's it's a shame they got roped into this bullshit, as we'll see. Um, but uh, and also, if any of this wasn't swaying you, you could always hold out for the Gizmondo widescreen. That's right. Less than a month from the U.S.'s launch day, a better model was unceremoniously revealed. Coming in Q2 of 06, it'd have a larger screen with a higher resolution of 480 by 272 pixels. Uh, beyond oh, that, that's the PSP's resolution. Is it okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, beyond that change in aspect ratio, there were upgrades to the Wi-Fi uh, camera, and it rocked a faster processor. They even threw in the functionality of it, effectively becoming a real mobile phone. Like you can make calls, like through tri-band uh, GCM technology. So, at uh, hooray! Just stay tuned to hear more at uh, CES. Maybe, okay. maybe, I'll, maybe. I'll, I'm holding my breath. <laughs> do we do we eventually talk about what their distribution looked like in the United States? Like, where were they selling? Yep. I can't wait. <laughs> Please, keep moving along. So, yeah. uh, back to that other confusion I mentioned. Uh, let's say you actually wanted this. Uh, I did. So, okay. Yeah, <laughs> let's wait, say you're I, Austin. I thought I was confused. All right. And, it, All right. and well, you weren't patient close, enough. Let me close my eyes. I wasn't patient. I'm 15. <laughs> I'm probably watching, like, yeah. Full Metal Alchemist. Okay, go ahead. And you weren't, you're not patient enough to, to wait for the, uh, the, the four-inch XL or whatever. Accurate. Um, how are you to get it? Mm-hmm. This is what Chris was uh, yeah, proposing here. So for starters, there was no local Gizmondo retailer to hit up. No deals with Amazon or Best Buy or GameStop to rely on. Mm. Where do you go? KB Toys. Uh, no. UB Games. No. The back like of the Ross. warehouse no. by the ducks. Matt's, Matt brought it up The longshoreman in, in Newport, New Jersey. <laughs> well, in order to Mall obtain kiosks. yourself a Gizmondo, you needed to visit one of the very few kiosks set up in random shopping malls littered throughout the nation. As of this reading, we still don't know how many uh, there were stationed or where. It was baffling, though the writing on the wall would absolutely make more sense here once once we get into the terror behind the scenes. Which, also, like, people were suspecting it was the, the, the larger, more um, iconic malls, which would include many by us. The Cherry Hill Mall is like... Yeah, it was in Back to the Future. Yeah, it, it was, was in Call of Duty. Call of it's Duty. a Call of Duty. Well, yeah, that was because they... Wait, is the Cherry Hill Mall the one that they do the... the yeah, the Twin Pines, the Twin Pines Mall. Yeah. yeah, that's the Cherry yeah, Hill Mall. Yeah, 
You mean the Lone Pine Mall? Oh, whoa, <laughs> yeah. And there definitely was one, uh, like, I know there's pictures of one in the Mall of America, but of course, yeah. it would be there. The only official advertisement signifying its its weak invasion into the U.S. market was, ironically, a print ad in Nintendo Power and a cameo reference in the film Goal, with an exclamation point, a soccer drama directed by Danny Cannon, the man who gave us the Stallone Judge Dredd. I still know, and oh, and also, I still know what you did last summer, and most recently, Geostorm. Hell yeah, dude. That we, oh. uh, we, we watched. <laughs> Oh, oh, okay. No, sorry. You're saying the, the director also worked on Geostorm, not that the the Gizmondos and Geostorm. That's how they knew the world that was coming to an end. I can't say no to <laughs> disaster flicks. I'm sorry. No, it, it's I. It was funny because I only had the Dread movie written down, and then I had the other ones like, and I scrolled down, and I was like, oh shit, there is more to this. I forgot. Um, but uh, oh, and Goal received middling scores, underperformed at the box office, and didn't even see distribution outside of Europe in the same month Gizmondo was released here and where soccer is most gotcha mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah yeah cool uh, and i couldn't find the scene by the way i'm so so curious like i i, w- I want to pirate this movie just to click through it and i'm gonna look it up yeah. and see if it's on streaming uh, I, Whoa. Yeah. Whoa, pi- we don't pirate <laughs> to pick out anything? the ghost mondo we don't pirate anything we oh yeah yeah sorry yeah, i'm gonna, gonna, <laughs> gonna we gotta go find the dvd fans gonna yeah. <laughs> yeah let me get my copy of goal on umd and we goal. can scroll through it <laughs> yeah. I think that's what they were going so, for. So, oh man, this company could have could have made it if they actually locked up the right distribution channels. Nope. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> I can't wait to hear more. Uh, so with that, now the Gizmondos were more or less available technically in three territories. But we can finally get into its, uh, well, reception and uh, issues. Um, oddly enough, review units were sent to various outlets, and pretty much right out the gate, it became apparent just how fucking fucked this whole venture was. Then GameSpot correspondents Ryan Davis and former topic Jeff Gersman noted that the kits mailed to them were put together so haphazardly that the bundled chargers were designed for UK outlets. They corrected this with plug adapters from a nearby store, um, but then the devices couldn't retain power when not connected to the wall. Oh boy. Um, Oh boy. (laughs) <laughs> when they were able to boot into gaming software, it was fine. That was until serious lag took over and regular crashes would bring it back to the home menu. Besides the constant reboots, none of the additional wireless or GPS features could be accessed whatsoever due to the system's cards not being keyed to the correct frequencies. Literally nothing could oh, be tested no. outside of the games, and even those were so finicky that formal overviews weren't able to be, like, reliably written. <laughs> They sent them out for coverage, and people are like, we like, like we can't use it. Yeah, <laughs> we can't write a review if we can't play it. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't globalize. They didn't globalize their product. That's exactly. Sim, it. sim cards are like, like in the U.S., everyone knows what a sim card is, but doesn't really think about it in their mobile phone. Yeah, but like UK, that's like it. Like your SIM card is you. Your number's attached to your SIM card. Uh, like you could swap out your SIM card into different phones, no problem. So like it, it, it makes sense to me that they just like they had a product that was created for the UK and Europe, uh, and they, <laughs> they just didn't globalize. I just it. love that these were supplied. Like these were given officially by Gizmondo. That's and, yeah, that's yeah, true. but like that that wouldn't be the end of it if the games kept on crashing back to the uh, the menu, right? Because like that means that there's like a memory leak, kind of fundamental OS problem. Yeah. Yeah, and probably. many and many of them, by the way, like they they like every like all your major websites and magazines all receive them. Yeah, like yeah, like you know, it's yeah. uh, you just mentioned Gamespot, IGN too, Game Informer. Like it's like they they like you wouldn't do that if you thought something was like that 
a miss. I don't like. Yeah. It, it, it'd be easy to say that uh, somebody just royally beefed it at their headquarters, except then the final builds that were desperately tossed out at a nearby event in an effort to gain any foothold in the press base suffered from a lot of the same bullshit. It, it was a disaster. Um, thankfully, the player base was so goddamn minuscule that the blowback wasn't loud. Like, today you'd be attacked from, like, every direction with the scam right. that's undeniable. If a tree falls in a forest and nobody's around. Yeah, like, yeah. it's... Someone will tweet about it. Yeah. <laughs> so this flounder was practically dead in the water before the push was even made in our country. Just about the only kind words came from a narrow handful of critics, including a fan site for single titles, Trailblazer and SSX3 ranking at the top with sticky balls and FIFA under it. Um, otherwise, much of the product selling points were left unverified or straight broken. And this was on shelves. Um, it, it's like as if it launched in beta. Yeah, not I mean, on who, who would listen, do that? It, like, it wasn't uh, on shelf. It was like stadium. In, it was in kiosk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the number of product moved reflected this general consensus. This and them stupidly showcasing that widescreen model so early that it only encouraged any potential buyers to wait for an improved oh, version. No. Yeah, you know the the one oh that would God. iron out the kinks. Sidebar, in, in my in my research, I learned that this phenomenon is referred to as the Osborne effect, alluding to a series of computers from the Osborne Corporation that tanked because the manufacturer preemptively showed off its successor too soon. Yep. Um, and so nobody bought it. Uh -huh. oh I don't, I don't know. I think that was the 80s. But So, you know, what's funny about the GBA, which we keep on comparing it to, yeah. is that they had the tech for it shortly after the Game Boy Color launch, <laughs> but they purposely held off on it because they had just launched the Game oh, Boy Color. Smart. So they, they kind of just sat on it for over a year and a half, <laughs> uh, and then we're like, we'll launch this thing after the Game Boy Color is like, had its Yeah, because it's, it's true. I mean, you're giving the public, like perception that the current line was already obsolete you're guaranteed ahead yeah. of time that that the item will be outdated you know like it's, <laughs> call it the game it's, boy micro uh, effect it's a bad look well no that was a separate thing because that launched yeah along, that's that's a little that different. launched alongside yeah. the ds i know yeah yeah and, <laughs> i still and, think that thing's cool first off the ds was the third pillar of nintendo let's be real yeah uh, right. also, i'm sorry i'm sorry you're uh, right. <laughs> no that that was a way to like retire old Game Boy no, hardware, and then like introduce like a, yeah, a, a cheaper, a, a slightly though. different. But uh, th this yeah. this uh, the incident that I'm describing here was uh, this was blamed on the shuttering of Osborne Corp as a hardware. Oh wow! Maker. Yep. Yeah. So, <laughs> and uh, although even without this as a factor, the dark clouds floating above were still present, and clearly these results weren't going to help them financially. Not that this was you know stopping the luxurious lifestyles being lived by their executives, because holy fuck, did the buying sprees continue? Um, this as concerned phone calls, uh, went unanswered, uh, you know, from, uh, uh, investors, um, a hired consultant was aware of the impending doom. Uh, your average employee, however, was left in the dust. Those not surprised were likely afraid of retaliation. Uh, so yeah, the spending Freer, uh, Carl Freer bought three homes that totaled 15 million in worth Easy. and a $10 million yacht with cha-ching. <laughs> then our boy Erickson, uh, he was tossing out the dough at anything and everything he could. Supercars, diamond-encrusted Rolexes, boatloads of cocaine, guns, and expensive lap dancers from the Spearmint Rhino Club in London? Uh-huh. Heard of it. <laughs> uh, Randy, if I know anything about European... Austin, you remember? <laughs> no, they, I got rejected. Uh, Randy, if, if I know anything about European mobs, uh, he will soon be falling off that yacht outside of the Canary <laughs> Islands quite soon. Uh, you know, accidental death. You give him a pair of cement shoes? Yeah. 
Uh, elsewhere, the chief executive of Tiger, Michael Coriander, him and the other board of directors were pissed. Misstates woeful profit margins uh, for the fiscal. Accounts were getting drained more and more <laughs> with each passing week. Uh, during a retrospective interview, Coriander um, realized in hindsight <laughs> what was happening with those violations of, uh, of duties from the folks in charge. But then when asked why Erickson, a quote, felon with little experience in technology, was like why he was made senior exec, he responded with, quote, that's an interesting question, adding that background checks run on him didn't detect any criminal activity. Oh. What is this shit? Who was their background investigator? <laughs> he got paid off. We couldn't. He's squeaky clean, sir. Well, well, there's probably something to say about that because the people they put for, like, background checks, like, uh, how hard would it be for a British-based background check service to find criminal cases in Sweden? There was definitely a miscommunication, I think, in that. that so it, we have to be like Interpol. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we could find nothing, and he didn't tell us. He answered. Then going on to say his English was poor and was often not understood at meetups because uh, basically he played innocent or, or ignorant rather. As Freer's PR staff had numerous quotes from people at Tiger Telematics who knew damn well of his dirty history turning their heads away when money was privately deposited or withdrawn. Um, <laughs> yep. There was no running from the tanking income anymore, though. Uh, therefore, meeting after meeting would take place in an attempt to, you know, right the sinking ship. Erickson rarely ever attended. A few, a few that he did, he'd put his feet up on the table and read car magazines. Um, <laughs> playing the part of a millionaire was a role he had no intention of letting go of, even when the company he built was vigorously... Kerploding. Just, yeah, just was, hemorrhaging. It was yeah. imploding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, on January 20th, 2006, three months after the Gizmondo's meager U.S. drop, they declared bankruptcy. Tiger's stock then plummeted from $32 a share to a mere seven cents. Yep. Oh, uh, my God. <laughs> it, was, hmm. it soon was discovered following an investigative piece on the boss's <laughs> past nefarious crimes. It, it got published in a Swedish newspaper that both Ericsson and Freer had already resigned from Gizmondo back on October 18th, four days before the American launch. <laughs> this explains the lack of any leadership and complete disregard for the arising shitstorm. Everybody else, you know, there is going crazy and he's just chilling because he's already out. We wow. out this bitch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Good luck with the US release. He literally, Morons. He took the golden parachute. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He, yeah, yeah. he took the he golden parachute. Yeah. <laughs> With the uh, so the fundraising uh, dr uh, dried up. Uh, obviously, they, they were a no show at CES with that you know that widescreen uh, model. Um, so uh, business partners were bowing out left and right, and in production games, just halting progress. Like yeah. you know, they, they're yanking the, the plug on everything. Um, apparently, uh, three hundred mil or ninety percent of their equity was just gone. That and they were also facing lawsuits from multiple sponsors, uh, Swedish uh, Ogilvy Group, MTV, and even the Formula One team at the Jordan Grand Prix. Wow. Oh, first of all, I just have to, I'm <laughs> very impressed that they convinced investors to put in $300 million yeah. into this shit show. <laughs> oh my God. More, that's 90% of their equity. The accumulating debt had them on the fast lane to bankruptcy. Um, I mean, they already declared bankruptcy, yeah, but I guess it's, this is it's, it's over. whatever state, what's the... I always forget. There's like degrees. Chapter seven. seven. Chapter, chapter yeah. eleven. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so our pair of bozos fled uh, to the states with Freer docking that ten million dollar yacht of his at the Marina del Rey in uh, Los Angeles. Uh, he also had rolled onto a a new scheme upon severing ties with Ericsson, uh, another firm called Zero Mobile with an X. 
that offer free phone services to college students through devices that required them to watch 20 minutes of ad materials a day. Sounds familiar. Um, Mm. And a third invention known as GetFugu, an app that would enable those subscribed to retrieve web content without the need to type that pesky web address into, into a browser search bar. Like a book. Uh, like bookmark. Does this happen to you? <laughs> yeah, there's got to be a better way. Why would they come to America? There's so many better countries to go to. To, to, to run. Yeah. yeah to America run is the first people who are just like, uh, we're not going to, we're going to take everything. Not, <laughs> okay. not, not only from here, That's but from your home he, country. He liked, he, <laughs> he liked American like culture. Like he's, he was into yeah. like Hollywood movies and he was into like, and he's dumb as shit. He should have went to like Panama. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but so, so St- Stephen Fat Steve Erickson, meanwhile, he would settle into a modest three point six million dollar mansion in Bel Air. <laughs> okay. This after weaseling through customs by lying to U.S. immigration officers. There you go. Yeah, but uh, here, here's where we move on to the best chapter of this entire tale. What you've all been waiting for. In the wee hours of the morning on February 21st, a 911 call was made from a commuting motorist who ran across quite a sight. See, around 6 a.m., a heavily intoxicated Erickson seemed to have lost control of his red Ferrari Enzo, an extremely limited Purdue supercar valued at over $2 million, which uh, that means he had fucking two of these, (laughs) the the gray one and the red one. Um, And there are 400 in existence, uh, and he had two. But he crashed uh, violently. Splitting the f- fucking splitting the thing in goddamn two horizontally down the middle after careening off an embankment just outside Malibu and striking a pole at an excess speed of 162 miles per God hour. Goddamn. <laughs> Somehow he stumbled out of the impact with only minor injuries, bumps, bruises, and a cut lip. Uh, he how? Yeah. How? I don't. Uh, actually, that is very common for drunk drivers because the he's, what, he, what he kills because you, yeah. you're, yeah. you're yeah. more yep. relaxed. He's but loose. also, come on, 162 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. I don't care how relaxed you no, are. Man. Well, like, yeah, he's just, <laughs> he's just, he's just <laughs> living, man. That's nothing but dumb luck. No, I I, I, to, I totally luck. believe it. It's probably all. It was, it was like a cartoon. <laughs> yeah. It's if like you a look up, look. I like the pictures. Look up the pictures if you're listening. It is a half of a Ferrari. Because it literally looks like, you know, in a cartoon when they like run into something and it splits the car in half and it keeps driving. It looks like that. That's probably what happened. Yeah. So it literally cut the car exactly in half and he didn't get touched. So actually. (laughs) Yeah, he kept driving. Yeah, Yeah, no. That's actually probably how he survived because if it went clean through the car, guess what it didn't do? Stop his momentum. Oh, it didn't whip your body around like that. If he hit a brick wall. And you slammed into it at under sixty two. You're dead. But the car kept going. Uh-huh. None of the momentum yeah. crashed into him, and so it just probably rolled to a stop. You're and probably at, right, at the same yeah. time too. I, I got to check out these photos, but like uh, good. So the Ferrari Enzo is a is a, uh, a it's like a mid a mid engine or a rear engine car. So like that oh. thing sliced straight through the engine. Yeah, which is like everything else is believable because probably all carbon fiber and light as hell. Yeah, it, it's t- like. Those cars too are so low to the ground that like you hit a speed bump at 100 miles an hour and your car is tumbling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like Man. it's so light. You ever? Yeah, well, the, the engine was ripped clean off. Oh, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> I see that. So like, yeah, uh, it it's kind of like uh, you ever watch anybody here can watch like racing, like uh, NASCAR, Formula One, and you ever see like the slightest amount of air start going underneath the car and then they turn into a magic carpet ride. Yeah. It's just yeah. like that. <laughs> it yeah. is just like that. So he, he, wild. he wasn't alone at the scene either. 
Uh, with him was Irish-born American Trevor Carney, who quietly snuck away to borrow a phone in a passerby's uh, vehicle while Erickson talked to two individuals who instructed to everybody approaching the wreck that they were they were from the Department of Homeland Security. Um, in reality, they were just his personal cronies scrambling to cover and clean up what they could. Oh, wow. um, yeah, let's let's haul this cross section out of the yeah. middle of the road. <laughs> Man, what a cover. Yeah. yeah. Upon the arrival of dispatched police taking report, a thick layer of suspicion sank between them and the supposed DHS agents. Not that they would even stick around long enough to clear the air, as they then hastily bounced in their uh, blacked-out Hummer H2. <laughs> uh, <laughs> after an angry Erickson, upon being breathalyzed, brandished a business card saying he was a deputy commissioner with the San... The San, Gabri uh, the San Gabriel Valley Transit Authority, we'll get back to that, and stated that he merely was a side passenger riding in the Enzo, and the driver was a man he simply knew as just Dietrich, a buddy from the clubs. <laughs> um, <laughs> you wouldn't believe how many times this has happened to me. <laughs> I just I imagine like a German accent, like, yeah, that was my boy Dietrich. Yeah, <laughs> Dietrich, we met at the discotheque. Yes. <laughs> I love that he was so wasted, he couldn't even come up with the last name. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. this is my like, boy uh, Dietrich. Yeah. He yes. showed me the ways with essential oils. Yes. <laughs> Carney then exclaimed he was actually a passenger himself, not from the smashed Ferrari, but from a Mercedes-Benz SLR McLaren that was racing the Ferrari, who then simply dropped him off and then peeled out post the accident. We got two innocent dudes here. They were just tagging along. So you guys following? Yeah, for everybody's those, For those innocent. listening at home, the Enzo Ferrari... Does not have three seats, so this is why this lie is happening. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's riding in a different car. I know. That's what I'm saying. Oh yeah. He couldn't just. They couldn't say Dietrich was driving them both because the Enzo Ferrari does not <laughs> right. have a third <laughs> seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, but so uh, without a Dietrich or a McLaren around, the cops quickly concluded that Erickson was in. You know, indeed piloting that there, Enzo, with Carney likely being the front passenger seat, as Austin said. Uh, the blood and the deployed airbag further disproving their case. Um, well, that and a video shot from inside the car by Carney that plainly displayed the speedometer reading 199 miles per hour just minutes before Damn. their wipeout. <laughs> that could, that could have been anybody. Yeah. We, had, <laughs> we had measurements so, of exactly what was going on. This is on. so crazy. Yeah. Look <laughs> at the, the speedometer, man. It is 195. <laughs> Yo, oof, you getting this? <laughs> you ever see that scene? Blaring techno from, in the car. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, the rat race where there's like the car going and then there's like a bullet that got shot after him and they're just like watching the bullet. <laughs> yeah, that was from, that's like, yeah. that's how fast that guy yeah. was driving. <laughs> uh, so the duo were, uh, uh, were formally detained as investigators attempted to put out put the pieces together uh, to add to the ensuing mess. The driver whose phone was lent out to Carney, remember, he, like he stumbled out of the rack, he like waved to you know somebody down. He contacted officials the next day when he unearthed the loaded gun clip for a Glock pistol wedged in the side door of his car. Es essentially, he was like, "This isn't mine. It has to be theirs." Yeah. Like what? <laughs> so are these um, your initials on the side of the gun? Uh, those could be anybody's initials. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Dietrich's. It is Dietrich. <laughs> then in a remarkable coincidence, a month later on March 29th, one Nicole Pearson, Erickson's fiance, was pulled over while driving a Mercedes-Benz SLR McLaren uh, <laughs> when an officer found the European plates 
fishy. I love how it was the same fucking car they told police that they were street racing against. Oh that was the first, like that oh was my, the first thing they thought of. That oh was their God. imagination, like the extent of. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. That's the like thing about everybody's rich, just driving them around. That's the thing about rich assholes is that th- that's very funny because uh, I'm pretty sure th- that's a Mercedes. It's called a Mercedes. SLR McLaren because it was like a joint effort between yeah. Mercedes and McLaren. Collabo. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very rare car. Enzo Ferrari, also a very rare car. You could just say you were street racing another car or a Mercedes. He named his but, fiance's car. But no, because they're rich assholes who love their supercars, they had to say the Mercedes-Benz SLR McLaren. Listen, yeah. <laughs> to give they, a they, they, model. They, yeah, no, you're right. They were very descriptive. Wait, yeah. Wait, you guys are mis- you're 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 Mixing something up here. <laughs> they were very drunk. Yeah. And yeah. they just cut the car in half <laughs> on a pole. <laughs> yeah. So they're probably they're probably not in the right state of mind. The first thing that came to mind is just what they grabbed. I would have said a Honda Civic. They would have thought you would have passed that. So wait, you, you told me you're racing a Mercedes Benz SLR McLaren. Yeah, yeah, the one with the with with the fine red leather on the inside. <laughs> like, like what? Is do, you, do we need that detail? Yeah, I paid extra. I mean, uh, I, <laughs> I love it. I, I think the stick shift was an eight ball. Here's the here's the fucking the most like asinine thing of them all. If they the cops had to take his report down, and they're like, "Okay, we have to be on a lookout for we like you know we know that car probably didn't wasn't participating in this race, but we have to take what he's saying as gospel to, to yeah to look further into the, it. Theoretically, so then, we're th- looking for an SLR yeah. Mercedes McLaren to arrest for street racing. Yeah, and he gave them his girlfriend's fucking car, <laughs> yeah. a car once again. She beat that us. There are not that many of no, in the world. They're already doing such a, a bad job of staying under the radar. Like, like and yeah. also, and, and by the way, she uh, she didn't have a driver's license, nor was the vehicle registered. So, <laughs> in, in fact, it was illegally imported. So the, I was going to say sense. that's yeah, they yeah dropped off. as was the the demolished Enzo a Dude, second. They're getting all of Europe involved. Yeah, yeah. Wait, and you got a British automaker, yeah. you got yeah. a German automaker, you got an Italian Wait, automaker. They was, also had a, they also had a second black Ferrari, that gray Ferrari, two other Mercedes Benz, all being stored in their garage after being originally like they, they were leased in Britain. And you know, then, you know what's you know what's funny? I know I can guarantee you, I know exactly how they were able to draw the conclusions between the two cases, right? Yeah, I guarantee you, the steering was on the right hand side. Yes, so. Yeah. Having a right-hand side steering car in the U.S., so I gu- yeah. I guarantee you, if they're in anywhere around like where they live, they're like, oh, dude, we we picked up, check out this car in the impound, and they like look at it, they're like this is like a one of two hundred car with the steering on the right hit. Oh, like <laughs> otherwise, like it, it's plausible to be like, oh, th- th- it's completely s- separate from it, yeah. but also at the same time, like, yeah, <laughs> and this this accumulates his his car collection, um. Uh, 10.8 million itself in cost when wow. put together. Of course, the payments for them ceased long ago and were recorded as stolen overseas. Okay. Uh, he didn't have a leg to stand on now, uh, especially when footage of him in the black Ferrari was on uh, uh, enthusiast website Carparazzi. Carbur- I know that's a pun of some kind. Like paparazzi, but Carparazzi. Carparazzi. It's a con. It's a bad Car- one. Yeah, carparazzi.com. Yeah, which, did you tell them to workshop? Yeah, well, this soon got held. <laughs> usually, usually when you want to do that kind of like, <laughs> what's the word when you smush two words together? When, oh, portmanteau. Portmanteau, thank yeah. you. When you want to do a portmanteau like that, it should still be pronounceable. Yeah. <laughs> you, don't, you don't smash together an English word and an Italian word. <laughs> but he, he posted evidence against him. 
It's he's posing with a stolen car. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah, like an idiot. Um, alongside this, pursuits for the questioning of Freer were proven useless as he had set sail on that fancy yacht. Yes, to be, I, uh, I was about to tell you the yeah, reason. To be anywhere but here, I guess. So that's just raising more eyebrows. The reason scummy businessmen and by yachts, is, by is, yachts yeah. is because you take them to international waters when you need to get out <laughs> oh, of Oh, he town. was fucking out. Oh, he, yeah, yeah. I knew the second you said yacht, I'm like, I know what he's using for. It's his getaway vehicle. <laughs> that's it. Uh, so with the, um, you know, the proof here compounding that the evidence the authorities secured a warrant and on April 7th raided that house in Bel- uh, in Bel Air and um what did they find Will Smith a panicked Erickson preparing to flee the country oh what was else packing his nope. bags uh so he was officially busted also discovered in the home were drugs watches brass knuckles 12 rifles four magnums and a movie poster for Scarface above his bed. Uh, of course. I, I, I love that you included brass knuckles. I can't make this shit up. God. Yeah. It was old days of busting heads in London. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or Sweden. <laughs> in Stockholm. But here come the charges. Check it. Uh, we've got embezzlement, Grand Theft Auto, drunk driving, possession of cocaine and illegal weapons uh, so far. Uh, so in, in May, uh, a misdemeanor hit and run and driving without a license or oh, insurance. Oh, heaven added. forbid. Yeah, yeah. Like this was this was after the fact. They yeah. Were, um, they, they they tacked these on. Uh, and because supposedly earlier he he, uh, he rear ended an SUV. This was back in January and drove off. Um, and and this was in a, uh, a Porsche Cayenne. 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 So uh, I, I wonder who that belonged to. I don't know if that was in the same roster of. <laughs> you know, I bet he's going to show up his court date and be like yeah i'll be out in three months <laughs> but in the united states they're like 50 years prison he's like what, so he, was, <laughs> what? He, he was facing 14 years um yeah. not that the siege has ended there uh on the 9th the fuzz stormed the building for that san gabriel Tr- valley transit authority organization that he claimed to be running the uh uh this was uh this is their, the way that they, you know, advertise By themselves. By the way, the uh, fakest sounding name ever, you know, yeah. San Gabriela Transit Authority. They is, were basically a small quasi-governmental public interest corp that operated yeah. buses, this is this is what they're saying, for the poor, disabled, and uh, senior citizen crowd. They weren't exactly on the level that the agency, you know, portrayed themselves to right. be, with um, their majority donors being Carl Freer and Stefan. Um, but anywho... The property owner, whose identity remain, uh, remains unknown uh, to this day, was arrested. Their guns and badges confiscated. Like, I love that they had guns and badges. Like, uh, it's, it's private security, basically. And uh, and uh, they also impounded uh, an unmarked police cruiser that was there. Because you can't have those without the proper credentials. You can just cruise a, around. A and... crime is wild. Because <laughs> any semblance of rationality... Is just out the door, so you could find anything. It's like an ostrich in story. It's like you know whatever they <laughs> what, want. They just they don't give a shit. The question I have is like, what were they planning to do with this? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it defies yeah, yeah, rational just like, thought. It's just one of those things. Like, hey, we found an unmarked police car at auction. Should we buy it? And they're like, yeah, who knows? We might need it later. We might need it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's a front on in in, in on, on top of front. front. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like it, like because I mean, it's they did use their like. Port like it, it didn't work, but they used their bad. They flashed their badges to actual cops, being like, "No, we've got, we've got it." And when the accident happened, and it's just like, police, like, "What are you fucking? What are you talking about?" 
Uh, officer, is you named Fisher Price? It, yeah, <laughs> that, that's me, Fisher. Uh, all right, we're, we're now in October of 2006. Uh, time for Homeboy to go from his cell to a courtroom. Uh, he did eventually declare in uh, interrogations that our mystery man slash imaginary German friend Dietrich tragically didn't exist uh. and uh, admitted to being under the influence uh, during the crash. Uh, according to him, that was all he was guilty of, though. What are you going to do, arrest me? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, so this is weird. The, the criminal defense lawyer representing him was Jim Parkman, who successfully was able to acquit founder of the uh, Health South Corporation, um, Fake name. R- Richard Scrushy on 35 of 85 counts of various fines by both the FBI and SEC back in June of 05. Fake name. <laughs> that Jim one- Parkman. <laughs> Richard Scruffy. What was it? Scrushy? Scrushy. Scrushy. Yeah. Uh, that was until four months later when a federal grand jury stepped in and said, no fucking way. And over a half of a year, like after an incar- like they incarcerated him anyway. Yeah. Uh, he was released in 2012, but still had to pay 2.87 uh, billion in damages. I, I guess uh, billion or million? Billion. 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 Yeah. Billion. I guess he didn't have the park man beside him then. Uh, I, I yeah, he was he gone. Could, he was I don't a think any, person. I don't think anybody wants to be in a ten foot radius around he was him. John yeah. Bench guy. Yeah. This is this is Richard Scrushy. I'm talking. about. Oh yeah yeah yeah. 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 Wow. So. Okay. Uh, also with Erickson was Parkman's assistant uh, partner, William White, as well as uh, Los Angeles attorney Alec Rose. Uh, two weeks of debating followed. On November 3rd, it was decided to be a mistrial. This one, the jurors arrived at a 10-2 deadlock towards Stefan's conviction. Uh, they needed a unanimous verdict. Yep. Um, the prosecutors were eagerly intending to retry the case, but then Erickson accepted a plea bargain for three years in jail, plus three years probation along with deportation back to Sweden so that they could get theirs for what he did over there. He did plead guilty on two, or later, like, pled guilty on two counts of embezzlement and one count of illegal gun possession, although he somehow did manage to avoid the multiple charges for Grand Theft Auto. It was a sweet deal at first. They, uh, they, um, basically, like, put everything together, like, the weapon stuff, um... They consolidated. Consolidated. I couldn't think of the word. I'm sorry. They consolidated the weapon stuff. Uh, nothing for the substances, uh, those drugs, uh, just a temporary orange jumpsuit and a one-way ticket to be someone else's problem. <laughs> uh, yeah. A path his lawyer stated that he was planning to do regardless. You know, he's, he was loading his suitcase. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure how those banks in Britain where the cars were stolen from got their settlement, probably through insurance. Um, yeah. I bet they're I bet they're fine, but I mean, who gives a crap about them? <laughs> the justice for the Enzo's. Uh, so on December 7th, Fat Steve began a sentence... Two years later, not three, uh, he was transferred to a detentional facility just outside of L.A. And on January 21st, 2008, was shipped off to his native land where he received 18 months for extortion and aggravated assault for pouring (laughs) petrol on a target of his debt collecting service. Okay. Mm. Oh, my God. He then got hit for illegal threats, attempted blackmail, robbery, all that jazz. Um, Post that fourth, wait, fifth stint in jail? I lost track. He found himself in hot water once more, apparently learning nothing when he was caught cruising around on cocaine. Um, so add that to the list. Which, by the way, this was his last known whereabouts to, uh, like, as of this episode. Um, I'm sad to say that the trail runs dry there. Uh, presumably, he's now a free man, laying low yeah. and broke. Only the future will tell if, if, if yeah. and when he'll ever pop up in our lives again. Uh, yeah, good night, no, sweet that, prince. That, that, like, we we would have heard if he was dead. I feel. I yeah, feel, uh, we would have. Yeah, like, uh, he probably changed his name. 
He might have. Yeah. Um, he's definitely banned from the U.S. Oh yeah, for sure, hundred percent. Skinny Stefan. They must have. Mm-hmm. They must have reclaimed a lot of property from him to sell off to pay yeah. his debts. The Malibu house to, alone that they were able to forgive him. They're just like, yo, we got three mansions, yeah. six supercars, five boats. Yeah, they're just like. <laughs> All right. I need to hear about, though, the one person I'm really curious what happened. Carl Freer? Please. Okay, yeah. Please tell me. So, Stefan's right-hand man that got away on his yacht. Um, well, rewinding all the way back to November uh, of 2007, the Gizmondo, as we once knew, may have been buried, though he kept uh, he, he kept that name, like, at least for international purposes, because our fraudster then announced a successor to the failed console, a successor called the Gizmondo. I'm not joking. There were already 35 games in development, uh a manufacturing base in China, sure, and it would retail for $99, whatever you say. Because here's the thing. He he eventually just came back to the States, and by that point, the trial was over. He waited out, like, and just, like, they got, you know, like, everything just got piled onto Ericsson, and Freer would just claimed basically, like, his innocence and the whole thing. He's just like, that was all his shady shit. I don't know what was going on. Like, yeah, like, I wasn't involved in any of that. So somehow his career was not ruined in the, in the process. So his first instinct was to like, well, I, now I'm out all this cash. How am I going to save it? I'll just back it back to video games. Uh, yeah, they got it. So right the first time Th- this alleged resurrection was bewildering uh, to say the least and got met with rightful skepticism. And, and like as great of a name as it is, maybe you shouldn't use it again, considering its association. Either way, that didn't stop him. Uh, this phoenix was going to fly from the ashes, damn it. Uh, Engadget, being in close touch with Swedish uh, journalist Hans Sandberg, asked him for some clarity on a splash image released by the disgraced company that 23rd of January in 08. Um, basically, it was an updated URL that led to a single screen that read, quote, rising again in 2008 under the same logo from before. This wow. isn't even... People have not even, like, lost the memory of how yeah. bad the first one was. This isn't even like if it came back now and people are like, yeah, that's like a hip retro kind of a hip nostalgia retro. thing. Like, this no, there's, yeah, there's it's, they it's didn't let any right of the dust after. Like, it like the dumpster fire is still smoldering. It's yeah, like it's not. Uh, <laughs> uh, further details from Freer himself claim that it'd be out in time for May. Uh, that then was moved to Christmas. Um, and have an active online marketplace chock full of open source projects and other existing apps. Uh, um, the translated interview with Sandberg then went on to give us a few highlights. Supposedly, the business was, quote, ashamed of how their initial misadventure went down and hoped to appease those who invested. Uh, that and Tiger Telematics was going to fully own the brand themselves for this iteration. Yeah, um, so anyway, can, can you give us some more money now? Again, <laughs> please? Wait, they didn't own the brand last time? Uh, they, well, they remember they had they had a partnership with the, the people that actually constructed the... Right, yeah, yeah okay. So... Now, now it's uh, all on, just under them. But um, everything else I, I already mentioned was was uh, shouted. The, the price tag, the sell-by window, the 35 games in store with six more in production. Uh, it, it'd be, quote, easy to use. To um, Users could create their own software and save it to an SD card. And bonus if, and this is a big if, uh, but if he can organize a deal with a reputable sell provider, then the gizmo would be freezies. They give it away for free. Um, too good to be true. Yeah, yeah. this is all. What's the insane. catch? Uh, of course, he assured that Erickson would not be involved as well. Not that he could be. He's fucking <laughs> in jail. And uh, that was about all we got, really. By that November, um, 
Post the delay, it, it did come with a fresh reveal of a new group entering the mix titled Media Power. They were assigned to handle the launch. Uh, There's so many 2000s companies. Yeah. <laughs> They're all terrible. Otherwise, the project was headed by uh, Freer, uh, him and his Swedish partner, Mikhail Lungman, a politician and lawyer whose company 3P Preform Marketing and Research performed R&D for the original Gizmondo back in 03 for $7.6 million. What's great is that they were still being investigated during this. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. Like, after old Gizmondo crashed, like, liquidators had many outstanding concerns regarding their practices, and I'm guessing Lungman, like, satisfied them enough to endure, like, uh, Freer's career. I, I don't, like, this, this was also who sold those um, intellectual property rights to Freer to, I guess, maintain the So basically, brand. like, I don't... In summary... There's still a lot of murky shit going on Absolutely. with this. Yeah, 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 okay, that's, yeah, I get it. <laughs> but Mikhail, um, uh, Mike, Michael? Mikhail? Mikhail. Mikhail, sorry. Mikhail. Mikhail. Okay. Uh, what's his quote? Co-pilot traveling with him to China to arrange a $300 million contract. He was his mezzler. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> Smuggler, yeah. 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 <laughs> he then formed a crowdfunding slash networking site for financiers, uh, filmmakers, and actors and even just random fans called Film Funds, uh, this with the Family Tree Foundation. So this is actually, so what, Kickstarter was like, what, 2009, 2010? Good point. Yeah. So he probably... Oh, later than that. This would have predated. Yeah. I was going to say, it's like, funnily enough, it's like a lot of these ideas are a little ahead of their time, yeah. I think. Especially, leave it to criminals to figure out a way to make profit off of something. Okay, first was the in-app or the in-platform ads, which yeah. failed on this system. And then they, try and re they tried to repurpose that for something else. There's so many fucking companies. This guy, like all yeah. these guys have their hands in like 48 pies. Yeah. And because knowing that some of them, the majority of them will fail or get shut down, they'll just... Yeah. Like Keep a new one. Yeah, and... like Gizmodo is really just one of these. Yeah. But it's like... Um, but uh, so in May, he hosted a seminar at the Georgia Institute of Technology entitled, quote, high tech ventures in mobile gaming and media. You know, that's whose advice you want to adhere to. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I digress. Uh, he spoke in his experiences, lessons learned, the roadmap to rebirth the squander device that nobody wanted yeah. and other stuff, you know, with with video, too. Uh, the, the event took place as part of the college's GVU Center lecture series. Accounts of those who were in attendance, he uh, had said it was respectable, uh, you know, and went smoothly. Uh, by September, the, the team stated that things were proceeding, but had to change their schedule to reflect the current climate. See, that December, when nothing had yet to show, Freer blamed the economic crisis as the culprit. Thus, a 2009 drop was now chosen. That's okay, it's all right. Because, uh, let's see, despite their um, inability to purchase the necessary components or make it beneath that year's Xmas tree, a press story unfolded about how the Gizmondo Mark II was going to be a smartphone. Wow. There'd be a Windows CE version and an Android model. Freer labeled it as a wireless pocket PC, while the rep elaborated with, quote, instead of taking on the likes of Sony and Nintendo, we'll be tackling HTC, Nokia, Samsung, Sony Ericsson, BlackBerry, Palm, and Apple. Wow, much smaller players. Yeah, far easier yeah. competitors yeah, to take it out with. Sony Ericsson. Yeah. I yeah. want to kill that guy. <laughs> no, see, Sony so it was like a handheld gaming PC. Sorry, sorry, so I, I should have said PlayStation and Nintendo, not the, sorry. Yeah, no, but. Sony was Stefan's brother. 
Okay. Sony. <laughs> <Earth>. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Need to get a hold of that guy. Uh, unsurprisingly, days came and went without any news, and the official website soon went offline. Uh, props due to their second in command getting busted. Yep. Uh, and you just thought that, you know, we were through with that shit. Uh, so Mikhail Lungman is arrested on January 26th of 09 and was promptly found guilty. Uh, sorry, found guilty of wait. Of, <laughs> I want to hear this. What is he guilty of? False accounting and tax evasion. Oh, that was not I'm nearly just, as exciting. No, guys, guys, you got the wrong hmm. guy. I'm just a co-pilot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he got two years in the slammer, uh, but it was reduced to ten months on appeal when the tax charges were dropped. Uh, however, he was barred from running any companies in Sweden for five years. So take that. <laughs> I guess after five years, he's wait, learned wait. his lesson. No, that uh, that part got reduced to three years on appeal. Yes, Why? System works. So now, Why? how are all these hardened criminals getting very lenient sentences? It's like a possession of marijuana, ten years, send them in. What a strange clause, by the way. It's like, okay, you know what you're not allowed to do? You're not allowed to run a company right. for five years. After that, whatever. Actually, you're not for five years. It's actually really common. Is it well, really? Oh, mm-hmm. so and for them to reduce it to like three years. Now that I'm out in ten months, oh, I'd like know, to announce my LLC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's essentially what keeps fucking happening. I guess, or maybe it doesn't, because the, or wait a minute, yeah, so these, uh, it looks like these appeals were later denied by their Supreme Court, and he was in prison for the whole term, so. Eh. Okay. Um, it didn't help that uh, this wasn't his only app-then controversy. There you go, Matt. Uh, a month prior, in December 2008, he was linked to a scam with Danish's I, IT, it, you know, IT factory, as well as the disappearance and reappearance of its CEO, Steinbagger. So wait, what? he... Oh, he kidnapped the guy and then let him loose? I guess. <laughs> yeah, they were another uh, private leasing outfit who went ass up when it was discovered that they were artificially inflating their numbers and defrauding more banks. Wow. Totaling what a to surprise. 875 million kroner, or 186 million USD, if you want to get all American about it. Um, but Bagger got, nabbed for, Bagger got nabbed for forgery by Interpol. Bagger got bagged. Uh, yeah, bag, bagger, bagger, got, bagger got bagged. Bagger got bagged. That's nabbed. a great headline. <laughs> Which just, just to re- like, I, I just want to like, repeat myself here again. This is his second partner for the Gizmondo Two. Yeah. After Erickson no, no, yeah, was his partner yeah, yeah. for the Gizmondo One. No, no, I'm saying that because it's fucking nuts. Not because like. <laughs> well, but the thing that's nuts. He's to like, me, all right, I'll shack up with this guy. He yeah. seems way much more above the, board. The thing that is nuts to me is that a. None of these people learn their lesson about so much about money. Yeah. yeah. Everybody invests so much money, they squander it. Okay, they keep committing the same crimes, and then they just keep getting let go yeah. and committing the same. I mean, Chris, crimes. I know you. We were talking uh, like off air about like the era in which the they took advantage of a lot of. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, like it's no surprise. There's just like very low interest rates. Post 9-11. Yeah. Uh, and typically when you have very low interest rates, you have a lot of people creating a lot of companies with dumb ideas. And then mm-hmm. when money is not quote unquote free anymore, uh, they can no longer pay their bills and they shudder. Yeah. Look no, look no further. Oh, very true. Yeah. Right. Look no further than, um, I don't know, wait six months from now and watch how many houses that uh, people bought for Airbnb will be up for sale. Uh, <laughs> you don't got to wait. Why? It's already happening. Why? I was actually a little tangent. I was reading an article. Airbnb doing real fucking bad right there now. There you go. All right. Yeah. Like, yeah. like also VRBO. Which, people, yeah. people at a personal level will do stuff like buy property and try and flip it, and then when they get stuck holding the bag, like two thousand eight, two thousand nine, uh, that's how they go bankrupt. Companies will do something very similar, except they borrow money from the bank, and uh, like 
basically lease their own assets, whatever. Uh, and then when interest rates go up, they can no longer pay them. And uh, yeah, they shudder. Look at uh, like, I mean, Bed Bath & Beyond was doomed to begin with, but yeah, so it doesn't really surprise me. I mean, they fucked it up royally by crashing a one of 400 car and uh, getting arrested and all that <laughs> shit. I, I also wonder if the reason why, like was, um, was Carl, uh, was he a board, was he on like the, the, the board of directors or something yeah. for the European one? He was. Yeah. Like, I wonder if, uh, so like you like listed as co-founder I, and, oh my God, I hope my, I hope my girlfriend doesn't listen to this cause she's an actual lawyer and I'm pretending to be a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> right. But like, so U S corporate law has limited responsibility for, for uh, directors and CEOs. Right. So, like, if I'm a CEO of a company and my company uh, does something very bad, I can't really go to jail. Does, <laughs> does, do we know if the UK has the same law? Probably. I don't know. Eh, yeah. Probably. Like, because I wonder if the only reason he came back was because he would be personally responsible for the debts. Right. Rather than... Right. It's so great yeah. that we that we go after an entity <laughs> rather than the people responsible. So, yeah. Uh, real quick, check in. What year is it? Uh, 05. Okay. Yeah. Well, the, that's, or, oh, sorry, 2006. 2006. 2006, that's when he announces the Gizmondo 2? Mm-hmm. Okay. No, 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 It's no. a good, well, you know. 2006? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. This yeah. is while uh, Ericsson was, like, serving. In, like, in getting, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And then he formed all these companies in 2006? Or, oh, all right, hold on, hold on. This started in 06. Where were, like, that's when the, uh, the, the all right, so the this. False promises the, went out. No, this was, uh, oh, 2008. Remember, he's oh. rising again in 2008. Sorry. Good. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, 2008. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> well, he blamed. He, that's that was the whole. So nothing bad happened. I fucked up. Sorry. Because this whole great year This whole section of my script. Yeah. He starts the housing crisis. The, yeah. Exactly. That's why we're in. We're actually in 09 now. This yeah. this whole section of my script started in 2006. Oh, okay, um, okay. With with that's when uh, Freer yada, yada. Rick came back to the United States <laughs> yeah. on his yacht. He's, he showed up. He's like, "What I miss." And then uh, they're just like, was, just like all your houses, innocent, yeah. all your houses worthless. That yacht, th- just scrap it. Worth more in scrap than the actual yacht. And he's just like, oh shit, I need to, I need to make five more businesses. Uh, yeah, I, I was, <laughs> that was my roundabout way of asking if this is before or after the housing crisis. This, we're in January. AKA, 2009, the yeah. Great Recession. He steps off the yacht <laughs> and go, Jackson smells, it, still smells like shit. <laughs> <laughs> housing crisis started September, 2008. Yeah. So, so Interpol stepped in, not the band. Um, and then yeah, it was that'd be dope if they did. <laughs> and then he showed up in their suits. Yeah. Uh, so then it was it was realized that also the bagger he he faked his degrees, including an MBA and a PhD. Um, this guy was yep. an artist in swindling. Oh man. yeah, wow. Uh, and and I could get into it more though. Though I don't want to stray that like too far off topic. Um, he was found in LA when taking a cross country trip from New York in a b- car borrowed from Longman. He got extradited to Denmark. Um, stuff happened. He received seven years, served five, and tasted freedom in March of 2014. Meanwhile, the vehicle he drove and credit card he used, both were under Langman's name, so those dots got connected fairly instantly. Uh, <laughs> agents then located him already behind bars in the town of Nor Coping, uh, oh. where he was sent from false accounting, from a, yeah, an accounting scandal 10 months. <laughs> I could oh, just I see them running. Okay, his last known location is here. They run into the like, jail cell. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh, we already got him. <laughs> Damn it. it was somebody else already got him, but that's so funny. Yeah. Um, these, I would just like to say, these people put out a product. Yeah. Yeah. They have more integrity than Tommy Tallarico. <laughs> <laughs> Eat that, T-Man. Yeah. 
And Tommy then, oh, and by the way, so works hand in hand with Miyamoto <laughs> on Metroid Prime. That's <laughs> yep. <laughs> they uh, and when the so yeah, Sean, when authorities found him, they kicked him out of that jail in yeah. Sweden to go to trial in Denmark. <laughs> they kicked him out of a jail <laughs> into another jail. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the jail's got joint custody. <laughs> this is where their local law enforcement hey, found the other one. I'm found a uh, <laughs> a questionable, you know, uh, shady deal between It Factory and Z- and Z- Ziop X I O P, a Swedish firm, where he was employed as a developer. Another fucking firm. Uh, now, this specific, uh, specific claim was denounced by their prosecutor since there was no evidence of collusion present. Issue was literally on the first day at the stand. Bagger fingered Lehman out as an accomplice. Not exactly the friend you want to collab with or rather do no, crimes they're with all them. scumbags mm-hmm. yeah and they'll sell each other out at the drop of the yeah. like um you fucking dirty rat <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna kill you <laughs> uh langman asserted his innocence uh that was till on march 26 2010 he was convicted again this for the it factory bullshit um Luckily uh, for for him, his supervised release came uh, too came premature, uh, com- uh, completing slightly less of his seven year term. Upon that, he tried to purchase the P the pause code P A A S code from the assets abandoned from It Factory's liquidation auction. I Some think kind of- uh, pause. All I know, point of sale. That's P O S. No, P-O-S. Oh, P-O-S. pause is the company yeah. that makes those egg dipping kits. <laughs> No, it doesn't shit uh, like chalk out of its th- neck. <laughs> what? <laughs> Pez? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is something Media Power wasn't able to accomplish during their tenure. Uh, they're basically like he's trying. Ah. He's trying to buy back the the Gizmondo. He's trying right, to buy like, back. Yeah. He's trying to buy yeah. back the intellectual property assets. Yeah, uh, uh, and and the the technology platform as a service. Ah, okay. Oh, okay. They are really crooks. Yeah. So. Wow. But also, he got fucked. A, a German holdings group swooped in and beat him to it. Uh, yeah, he's probably like, I will give you $15. Yeah. What was the guy's name? <laughs> what was the... Why are beggar? No, no, no. The guy, the, the fake guy. The fake... Oh, guy. Dietrich, Dietrich did it. Dietrich bought it. Yeah, yeah. Dietrich bought it. I, I will have the last laugh. <laughs> I am, I'm so sorry. I don't I don't know a Swedish accent. And all I know is like this. Doing the German. Oh. It's just gauche, oh, like bark, German bark, bark. accent. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. Swedish yeah. chef, man. Swedish chef. You got a last name, Dietrich? Von Deutschland? Your name is Dietrich von Deutschland. Chris, Chris, if it makes you feel any better, Sweden and... Germany are separated by that much of water, so they're very similar. Uh, like, I, I, yeah, all I know is like, uh, <laughs> right, but like, I can't really. You're gonna get hate mail from yeah, 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 but like, that's a Swedish chef, but like, that's it's yeah, not what Swedish people sound like. No, no, not at all. So I'm just gonna, and I'm sorry to the German people because like, uh, you don't want this shit in your life. Uh, they got, they've done enough to deserve it. <laughs> And I say that as a part German. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Have we insulted Czechoslovakia or Czechoslovakia? <laughs> no, we've salted, salted Eastern Europe technically. So we're getting there. Europeans yeah. taking a pounding um, on this episode. Uh, they don't. They don't need any more. Is help, are no. all holdings companies German? Is that the thing? Not all of them, but why? a lot or Chinese. Of them are. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's so, always German. So he, companies. so he trucked on. The cops recovered fragments of stolen money from his personal accounts out of Hong Kong and Jersey. In, uh, Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. In, in 2012. Whoa, 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 whoa. New o- Jersey or OG Jersey? OG Jersey. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, he didn't even have uh, that 
it, like hidden security no more. Uh, what he did uh, procure, however, was a career in politics. In 2014, he was selected as the uh, preliminary candidate for the uh, Christian Democrats Party. This and winning a spot on their table of representatives in the municipal and county council. Oh, once a crook, always a crook. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, so wait, he that's got, an easy wait, transition of no, politics. You say, you say politics, but he, he got into local politics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got he got on like tons of power. He's, so he's just, yelling about yawn laws or something. <laughs> he's he's like seeing the guy, the next guy who wants to build a Tesco around the corner. He's just like, <laughs> oh, I'm not sure sure about this. <laughs> Back in Gizmondo Land, the final nail on the coffin was being struck. Um, maybe you could. Was it with a fat hammer? <laughs> Maybe you could yank yourself up uh, from one massive court case, but two proved to be a stretch. Yeah. Um, that, was, that was a bit much. Uh, thus, the word Gizmondo was now just a whisper in the wind, except when accidentally spoken by people confusing it for the uh, the tech Gizmodo. site Gizmodo. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. I was actually going to say. Like, how are we going to get there? I was yeah. actually going to say, when you first mentioned the Gizmondo, all I thought, I'm like, isn't that a, a gaming website? Gizmodo. Gizmodo. Yeah. It's a tech website, but I, I almost named the file for this episode Gizmodo. I, can't, I, was, I still get them confused. Yeah. One of those companies has been you, dead for over a decade. You guys want to do, do some big boy shit? Let's check out to see who owns the trademark for it and, and see if it's if it's lapsed. And then for like, I don't know how much, how much does it cost to trademark something? I, I think a lot. A, 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 a lot. lot yeah. Really? Yeah. Even for Gizmondo? Like, Imagine we buy the rights to the an LLC is hey, cheap. Right? Hey, ready? I'm gonna trademark it right now. Gizmondo, we own it. Tm 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 tm. So what about Freer? This is the last. Yeah. Like, uh, he, he's more or less um, all who's left in our uh, clusterfuck now. Something um, tells me he's not gonna be Freer much longer. <laughs> 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 that was good. The jokes this guy got. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Erickson and Lungman were locked up, but this dude was still keeping on. Uh, not that he hadn't had to pay his dues before. Previously, Freer's, uh, Freer's been under arrest in Sweden, Germany, the UK, and the US. Okay. Um, a portion of these under aliases like Brian Littleton and Eric Johnson. Uh, not the gu uh, guitar player. <laughs> I, yeah. I doubt he could write Cliffs of Dover. Um <laughs> But uh, yet somehow he got himself through one of the biggest fucking fraud investigations in British history with the Gizmondo affair. Um, it's a, it ranked at uh, 215 million pounds. If I haven't said it already, mm -hmm. uh, like in in back, like you know, in in money that was burned. Uh, in 2005, he was fined 135,000 euros in, in Sluttgart, Germany, for canceling... Uh, wait, 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 wait. Sluttgart? I'm sorry, or, yeah, I'm sorry. Or, or, One more time. Or, or is it, is it oh, it's Schlut. Is no, no. It, Schlut? Schlutgart? It's S-L-U-T-T-G-A-R-T. That's Stuttgart. That's a typo. Are you sure? Yes. Yeah. Yes, not, not to be like Slutcart banner. Yeah, I was, it, that, that's a it, destination it of yeah. Yes, not fine, to be mixed fine. up with Cuxhaven. <laughs> 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 that's a real German city. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> all right, that's, a wrap, all that's a wrap. That's a wrap, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you'll be here all week. Uh, so this this was in uh, Germany for canceling check payments in a crooked transaction with an auto dealer, to which he explained was just because he thought they were stolen. Uh, benefit of the oh. doubt there. Um, a year later in the United States of A, that's how that goes, right? Uh, he was accused of impersonating a a, uh, a San Gabriel Valley Transit Authority uh, 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 officer uh, in an effort to buy a 44 Magnum. Um, 
Probably wanting to cosplay Dirty Harry or whatever. <laughs> fucking people. They did love movies. We discussed no, that. No, I think but, um, he needed to just shoot somebody in the head. Oh, that, yeah, that's him. The 5-0 also took uh, his 12 rifles and four other pistols, although let him go on each of those when he presented his, uh, his gun permit. Uh, that and there didn't seem to be enough solid reporting for the impersonation um, of an officer. So it, it's crazy. So many fucking chances, this guy. And these these predated the whole Hail Mary of the Gizmondo 2 yeah, pitch that came to yeah. an end in 09 in concert with his partner getting handcuffed when the Batten uh, Boggs uh, law firm filed an action for violating the civil RICO code or, or the Racketeering Influenced and Corrupt Organizations Act. We've, yeah, of course. We've talked about RICO statutes oh, have we? Before. Okay, okay. Yeah. Parallel to directing his uh, his now uh, sax um, Get Fugu company, there is that other business he had running that was facing trouble. I'm not sure if you recall, uh, that was the the search bar technology that he had in yeah. development with Zero Mobile. Yeah, yeah. named it Got Fugu. Real quick, <laughs> if, you wanna, <laughs> if you want to learn more about Rico statutes, check out the Hot Coffee episode. Oh, that was, that was so that long was what ago. That was Yee got uh, arrested for. He uh, also got arrested for selling a rocket oh, launcher. Oh, yeah, gun trafficking oh, as well. But <laughs> he didn't yeah. get arrested for being a giant dickhead? Yeah. <laughs> so, cuff okay. him, boys. Uh, yeah. Okay, so... Is this the end of the this guy's rap sheet, or is it still? I'm losing track. Yeah, of we're just all about the there. Committed. So the, there was a, a false news statement that the FBI got involved, but this was dismissed in a district hearing uh, with prejudice. In response, they countersued Patton Boggs for defamation and malicious prosecution while seeking over 500 million damages. The firm shot back with a special motion, protesting that even uh, that release from the press was inaccurate. It's still protected by uh, litigation privilege. The, the California Court of Appeals soon rejected that for the case to proceed. Sorry, I know this is real in the weeds here, but yeah. so, it sort of fizzles out there, though. Everything it was in likelihood dropped when it was decided that Boggs didn't have a proper uh, probable cause. Matt, have you ever done a bar crawl? Um, kind of what? <laughs> uh, it's like this guy's doing NABA with felonies. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, the Matt, bar you, crawl. You've, yeah, you've definitely done a bar crawl because I've done one with you. I was gonna say, yeah, the, the bar <laughs> yeah. here reference. Matt was having a little too much fun. Sweden, you, know. you get a felony there. Yeah. get some jail time. Go hop to over to Germany. Yeah. Get a felony. Go yeah. to the UK. Get a felony. Yeah, <laughs> the bar here is actually in reference to the legal bar. Yeah, yeah. The, regardless, yeah, it's a bar the, crawl. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you mean. <laughs> no, that's a better joke than I had in mind. To, to sum it up, the, the damage for a person who was attempting to get back into the entertainment tech product industry was already done. He like that was he shot his last shot. Like like at some point you've hit too many bars to be able to. Yeah, oh. there yeah. you go. Uh, so yeah, not, you got to throw up in the bathroom at one of them. You know. What yeah. I mean? <laughs> uh, so at a loss uh, for friends to continue the legacy of the Gizmondo, he aborted that, and in 2010. Co-founded Alumade in Singapore, a supplier that manufactures metal-based medical bandages. That's the next, that's the next bar on the selling <laughs> trip. There you go. Yeah. To help relieve, uh, to help uh, relieve patients in pain with first and second degree burns. Oh, awfully like noble for him. I, I, like it's noble it, if you have intent, noble intentions. It's sca- scummier if you're gonna. Scam I agree, them. <laughs> but this might be the first benevolent deed he's committed. Yeah, sure. Well, they, he left out the fact that they were burned because he poured gasoline on them. Eric set them on fire. <laughs> <laughs> After that, he goes relatively silent. I suppose he finally went straight, as they say. Um, the the past he wished to hide did catch up with him in 2015 when Danish television channel DR3 produced a documentary featurette on the uh, It Factory debacle. I don't think it's Mondo, but he unsuccessfully pursued a lawsuit with them in order to have his name removed from it. 
Um, you know, like what, for like, you know, like, uh, uh, why are you talking about all those very real things? I did? Yeah, I exactly. gotta knock that of off. course yeah. they aired it anyway. And so he, uh, then went after the five employees at the station for more def- uh, defamation uh, of character suits. He, he lost. Did but. you ever watch, you watched the, the beach bomber guy video on the anti-vax stuff? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he says in that. He's like, usually, if you're an, if you're a reporter and the person you're reporting on is suing you, you're in the right, you're going in the right direction. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and for the record, uh, you are legally allowed to to do that. You don't need permissions to cover people in, in no, content, you don't. like mm-hmm. especially public figures. Depending on the country. Yeah. I mean, if so, we'd be screwed. Yeah. <laughs> we kind of already are. <laughs> but but um, before we uh, get to our final paragraphs, I am going to leave us with a uh, an amusing tidbit that I learned during my research for this epic shit show of a, of a script. See, while we may have to pour one out for the Gizmondo, we thankfully won't have to pour one out for the Enzo. That's right. In 2016, the colossally fucked up and ultra-rare Ferrari Enzo remains. Uh, this is chassis number 135564. Chassis. chassis. God, fuck it. You're good. Go. Goddamn language. None of this makes sense. Um, but uh, the, uh, the chassis was preserved and shipped to uh, the auto company's official manufacturing warehouse in Italy, where it was immaculately restored to better than new condition. What? Yep. Complete with never-before-equipped features such as a satellite navigation and rear-view cameras not present in the original model. They fished that thing out of the fucking trash and were yeah. like, we need to restore it. Shift it, yeah, like... To Chris's send it point, overseas. To Chris's point from earlier, these supercar companies, like, if you buy one of those, <laughs> yeah. they, like, they it's like, rest it's of your like life being commitment. fucking watched by the it's, police. It's oh, like, my God. It's lifetime follow, insured. They yeah. follow, like, everything <laughs> even you got... do with it, and, like... Dude, it's like buying a house with a homeowner's association. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. It's like they hound you. Like, Ferrari made 400 Enzos. They know where every one of them some bitches is. Holy and shit. And if one of them crashes, they'll fucking they'll restore it and sell it, it again. Yeah. Yeah. And they tell you you can't buy another one. Yeah. They had cut in half insurance. That's... You know, oh wow, rare. that's premium. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I yeah. So the, the body it's an Italian thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <You> and, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the body was painted from bright red to jet black. It was certified and sent off to a um a private auction at the RM Sotheby's in in Paris to be sold for. Or is it Paris? No, but you said it's it's Sotheby's. Fuck. <laughs> God, you know the so black, done with tonight. The black paint tried to try and hide the fact that it's cut in half. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's what are these seams? You guys um, want to yeah. hear about yeah. this car's backstory? Yeah, it sold for one point seven five million dollars USD when converted. It had twenty five hundred kilometers on the dial, and uh, when it was you know yeah two hundred thousand when, when it was just that night yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if, and you know an undeniably fascinating history, the likes of which no supercar okay. had ever seen. But yeah. to be fair. When you have twenty five hundred kilometers on the the speedometer mm-hmm. or the the whatever oh whatever the term for it is, the mileage okay, thing, yeah. uh, and then the engine is unceremoniously ripped out of the back of yeah. the car by a tree, <laughs> you can you can reset that shit. It like, was, you know? hey, it was a pole. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Nature's point, got nothing to do with this. <laughs> Ferrari, out of this. Ferrari had to put a new engine in the thing, so just reset the yeah. fucking thing. Right, that's <laughs> what I would think. Yeah. That's, yeah, that is true. That's a good point. <laughs> the car didn't have an engine when they got it back. <laughs> but, dude, yeah, I still know how they put that shit back together. Um, They're it, wizards. It was seriously in two pieces. I, I gather the repair must have been worth it, considering it's, a, a, like, a replaceable status. But, mm-hmm. um, but that, my fellow... Hot Button Compatriots uh, concludes the story and our 100th episodes. Do, do, uh, or, do you believe it? So many Yay. hours. And there was much rejoicing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I exhausted you all. I apologize. 
Yeah, I have a uh, uh, a an unofficial list. I mean, this is from VG Charts, so take the accuracy with uh, a grain yeah, of salt. Uh, but yeah. I, I figured it would be interesting to put the sales numbers of uh, of of this in in yeah, comparison with yeah, yeah. machines. Okay, so uh, I don't know how I didn't. To, I wasn't able to come across this. Uh, yeah, this is going to be de me. descending. Okay, so we're going to start with the ones that sold the most. Uh, Virtual Boy. Okay. 770,000 units. That's the okay. top. Okay. That's the ceiling. That's, yeah. that's the right. top of the ones that I've selected here. Right. Um, okay. The game. Which we, which we covered. Yeah. Game.com. Game. Yeah. We which saw was one of the those. other tiger, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, the other yeah, tiger. That, that is Tiger Electric. Yeah. Yep. It wasn't colored. Uh, that the is 300,000 units. Okay. Uh, so that's a drop off. The uh, Atari Jaguar, 250,000 <laughs> units. Okay. Yeah, uh, the Tapwave Zodiac and yeah. the Ouya, both <laughs> at two hundred thousand units. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, the Playdate, very recent. I have one of those. <laughs> Fifty thousand units. Okay, that's the wind-up yeah. one, right? Yeah. It's yep. still still technically in production, though. Yes. Right? Yeah. The Apple Pippin. Oh, <laughs> we're still going <laughs> that down. That controller, Jesus. yeah. yeah. Forty thousand units. Okay. Oh, okay. Pippin, and then the Gizmondo. <laughs> Pippin. 20,000 units. 20, yeah! Uh, it's, it's the amount that were manufactured. <laughs> now, I have to guess. Again, uh, wait, is, there, is there anything under the Gizmondo? Is this this oh, actually it, might be the worst selling console of all time? No, right? it, so there are one, two, the three. Soldier three, four, five, six, seven, the Soldier Boy console. The Soldier Boy console? There are, there, are, <laughs> there are eight consoles on this list on VG Charts. Again, okay. this is as accurate as VG Charts is uh, yeah. uh, on this list. And one of them is the Pandora, which is what I'm familiar with. And the Pandora's like selling point is that it is uh, an open source uh, handheld game console. Um, so I mean, the Ouya was open source, but it wasn't handheld. Well, nobody, uh, bought, nobody, I mean, bought, nobody bought the Pandora. They just uploaded it to GitHub and everybody downloaded it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was a do <laughs> so, joke too dorky. Yeah, though, you sorry. just undid the really cool joke. No, the Pandora <laughs> was a thing I had my eye on for a while is like, this is, you know, a thing where it's like you could run emulators on it. You could run any open source games on it because it had to be like recompiled for this architecture or whatever. And that sold half as many copies as the Gizmondo, right? Like that's that's also, what you, that's what uh, you think about the, it, yeah. the Soldier Boy console was a rebranded Chinese that's a, yeah. thing, so that probably sold what, more. What's the Chinese <laughs> yeah. one called? Way more. Yeah. What's the Chinese on, one called? Oh God! It, it's like it. Some that's impossible fucking, to say yeah. because it's. You're the one with the computer. Google it's, it. It's plant. <laughs> well, it's it's it was. Uh, it's one of those things where it was manufactured by somebody and then everybody bought it and slapped a sticker on it, so yeah. nobody actually yeah. knows who originally manufactured it. It's great. Generic Ooh. generic console number seven. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. we we did it, you guys. We can now be syndicated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a hundred episodes, right? I yeah. think. It's All right, just I'll syndicated. call NPR tomorrow. See if I they think want to book a slot. It's really funny. That Do you guys have nine hours in your scheduling? <laughs> yeah. for us? We, have a, we have a Tetris episode. You might be interested. You know, we've got the, the we've got the overnight block. Uh, yeah, you have yeah, to fill yeah. Eight Just hours of time only. Give eight us hours? the witching hour. Cut it short. I think it's really funny that the only phoenix that rose from the ashes in this story is the. It's Ferrari. the car. Yeah, you're right. Oh my god! Yeah. The, yeah. Holy shit! Or the like, pieces. There's so many. What what baffles me is like if you're in it for. If you're a scam artist, you're in it for. Why get into video games? Yeah, there's so many better industries, right? Yeah. right? Like we've, fast, yeah. loose cash, like open, open pizza places. Like we talked about <laughs> this before on this podcast, yeah. and definitely way more off the air. Yeah, 
video games are such a treacherous industry and nobody who isn't in it understands that. Oh. And every time, like, companies with more money than God will try to enter this fucking thing. Yeah. And, and fuck it up. Load. Yeah, it literally, if, if it, Amazon and, like, Google takes, and shit, it, yeah, like, yeah. It like, takes, like, a Microsoft to be able to lose billions of dollars to be able to make it in this, or a Sony... Yeah, to be able to make it in this industry, or you gotta be and Nintendo, be around for a hundred. Yeah, Google's just like years. we're gonna get in on this shit, and then even they. This can't is hard. Do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, we, we, don't, we don't know what we're doing. Yeah, like didn't Apple is also kind of stepping away from what they were doing. Yeah, right Apple has uh, their service thing, but Apple's stuff going on lately is really funny because they have half-assed. Uh, getting into the video game business like, like on like times. six different occasions, yeah, and they no, and think... they are they are still half-assing it now. And no, that's I, what's so funny. They're like, no, this time we mean it. And I'm like, dude, no, eventually don't. it's going to make up a whole ass. No, I think they're doing it the right <laughs> way, actually. They're just sticking their toe in. And they're like, ooh, water's cold. Yeah, they're, they're just <laughs> timidly sticking their toe in and being like, uh, maybe maybe it's time uh, for the whole yeah, foot. Just so, Tim Cook going, I, I did eat like less than a half hour ago. I don't, yeah. For the zero people interested in this, I did look it up. They are a limited liability corporation, so the guy wasn't personally liable. Yeah. Really? The trademark okay. in America died. It was abandoned. The, tra the oh, trademark is actually con it's considered dead. Okay. It, like If you look it up, it'll yeah. say dead. You can revive dead trademarks. So if you really, really if you re well, because you'd have to go to a lawyer and probably spend like oh, three grand. Yeah. And if you have yeah. no business plan behind it, it won't get, it'll get rejected and stuff. But it's it. dead. Damn. You could, you could bring it back if you wanted to. I so be it. on the lookout for the hot buttons official Gizmondo yeah, console. I get it. <laughs> the company, we'll, oh. we'll bring it back. We'll call the company Gizmondo and we'll develop the Gamecast. We'll just, <laughs> we'll just, no, we're just going to rename the podcast the to Gizmondo. Just Gizmondo. Yeah, so then when. Just start an LLC for this thing. Right. And, and then when people mistype Gizmodo, then. Yeah, it'll be redirected to us. Yeah, that's yeah, a good yeah. idea. Um, uh, what a. <laughs> and I'm buying an Enzo Ferrari. <laughs> Yo, what a way to get to the top of the Google search report. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. SEC optimization? Yeah. Uh, screw that. I'm just going to take a failing console and trademark the name again, <laughs> rebrand my podcast with Although, that name. Bad, bad news. I did look up gizmondo.com and it was purchased by somebody that restores vintage watches. Damn it. God damn it. Yeah. You know, it's okay. We get the trademark. We'll sue them. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you guys true. forgot. I'm the sniper. So just point me in his direction <laughs> and I'll point his gun in his head. Your finger gunning right now. I'm yeah. going to disappoint you all and just say that I. Uh, uh, Gizmodo is probably not getting enough traffic yes, to, yeah. to, to justify. No, no, gaming I, websites are doing great right now. Not until, until Gizmodo gets on the screen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, now. Yeah, uh, it's so, not like yeah, you're buying Google. Yeah. <laughs> so last thing, um, obviously, um, there's nothing I, I can say to express the sheer gratitude I have for all of you guys and uh, those in the family and not here, along with our wonderful listeners uh, who have been sticking with us since, what, 20 2017. 2017? Yeah. Damn, yeah. It, it, it really is amazing. Uh, it's been a hell of a rough year, and being able to share this tale with the world has been something I have very much been anticipating for so, so we said, long. We said it before yeah. on the podcast. That's why we got into this shit. In case you you haven't listened to all of this our This was shows, the inspiration. Like we, the, made, yeah. we made a list of topics... <laughs> <laughs> uh, when we came up with the idea for Hot Button, and this was number one. This yeah. was the first idea. Finally and we crossing it off. Yep. Yeah. As for the Gizmondo, I doubt it'll ever resurface in any meaningful way again, but uh, there was, in March of 2015, a Swedish stage play named Sashok Steffi that uh, premiered in his hometown of Uppsala that chronicled his life and career. 
It Ooh. sounds awesome, but yeah. sadly, I, I could find little more information about wow. it. Wow, off off Broadway, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I would I would give my pinky toe for a film based on this. Uh, apparently, in May of '09, it was revealed that writer director Craig Zobel of Homestar Runner and The Leftovers fame and um, Compliance Z for Zachary uh, Trump's favorite, The Hunt, uh, and producer Boo Flynn Bow, sorry, Bo, no Bo, jeez, like Bo is afraid. Bo Flynn, who was uh, the man behind action blockbusters like Skyscraper, Rampage, and San Andreas. Because he likes The Rock. Uh, yeah, these and also yeah. <laughs> independent pictures such as Requiem for a Dream and Choke the, oh. Uh, oh, had, wow. uh, had optioned the rights from a 2006 Wired article by Randu, uh, sorry, by Rand, I, I messed up my own name. This guy's <laughs> name is Randall <laughs> Sullivan, spelled the Ran same way and Ran I fucking tripped over my words. Randu. <laughs> yeah, but um, uh, titled, quote, The Spectacular Crack Up, uh, to create one, like to, to you know, to translate it. Um, uh, Flynn's studio Contra film was to be back in the project, but it never came to be. I'm afraid. Uh, perhaps one day we've willed Stranger Things into existence on this podcast before. Yeah. Uh, supposedly, uh, not, not, we, whoa, we didn't will on. Stranger Things. Not real. No, no not that. I, I remember we did say that uh, we like, like years ago. Way, we said years ago that like there was like a Last of Us, uh, a Last of Us HBO show would make sense, and then that happened. No, no. Oh, truthfully, like really rich yeah, you also said that the Tetris story would make a good movie and then that happened as well. It's true. So, no, that movie's great. Truthfully, yeah. it's not entirely Billy honest, Mitchell's gonna but... beat the charges. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna yeah, beat him. Yeah, we gotta come back in November to Listen, see how that goes. No, no. Truthfully, you guys, there is a weird hot button curse because you will cover a topic. That's the only then, reason that uh, Kingdoms of Amalur got a remaster. Yeah, I think no, Kingdoms, the Tetris yeah. movie. Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> nearly, there, I can think of, like, at least a dozen instances where you guys cover a topic and then somehow it comes back. It is weird. It's it's weird. Are you sure? Kingdoms Not as of weird Alamore? as me winning the lottery. Are you sure Kingdoms of Alamore did get a remake? Because the state of Rhode Island sold <laughs> the right to the people who to the people who made Gollum. No, it's this podcast. And also, yeah, I I forever curse you guys for not covering F Zero. Uh, I, yeah, I'll, I, I'll tackle that. I don't know why you won't will that into existence. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, it needs to get that that. Will willing that into existence will require a translation. Didn't we did something on Stubbs and then that got a remaster? Yes. Uh -huh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you want to you want to do one on Eternal Darkness? <laughs> <laughs> I already did. Oh, <laughs> we yeah. both covered. Uh, yeah, me and Austin did uh, Epic Games versus uh, Silicon, Silicon Knights. Yeah. yeah. Gosh, sorry, I'm really tripping over my words a lot tonight. Let's... Yeah. It's okay. We had a lot Wait, to cover. I just got excited. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, additional thank yous to the endless sources that were used to cover this uh, this app. Um, the LA Times, Eurogamer, GameSpot, Giant Bomb, Archive.org, GamesIndustry.biz, Wikipedia, Moby Games, Engadget, The Verge, The Drive. Without them, this wouldn't have been possible. But, and uh, the same goes to you, Austin. So do you care to toss up a couple plugs? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, <laughs> we got... I know it's been... A little bit slower of a cadence of releases as of late, but we're working on it, and we hope to get back into a more regular thing soon. Uh, if you, if this is your first episode, you picked a good one, but <laughs> yeah, that's, we have a lot okay. more. Uh, you can s listen to all those at check Hot out Button our Goldeneye trilogy and in our, inter our interview. Yeah, yeah. hotbuttoncast.com. Um, also on all the podcast services, Hot Button Podcast. And you can check out our socials for information on future topics. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Hot Button Cast. And yeah, that's it. Yeah. I, I'm going to poke around uh, eBay for Gizmondo units. Apparently. Like, it's, there's one on sale there's right now. Sale. Is that the only one listed? Yeah. 
There's, there's, there's four listings when you type in Gizmondo. One's a carrying case. Yeah. One is the Gizmondo. One is a shirt from E3. Mm-hmm. Creating a monster. Uh, I have a problem. Yeah, yeah, all right, guys. Also, get me out of here. I got to play squash with the mayor later. <laughs> 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 and on that note. <laughs>